last one. They have a new one every year. Hey. It's smart if you think about it. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Gaijin Guys podcast. I am Ryan. Welcome uh Jap- Welcome to the Gaijin Guys Japanese News Podcast, where we talk about Japanese music and other music-related things. Saved it. Today, we are right. talking about Nemophila, Trident. We got some Spotify scandal to discuss, and security being aggressive with fans, and uh, much, much more on this show. Today, we're mm. sponsored by ourselves. Check out our merch and join our newsletter for alerts when we post Japanese music news articles. Mm-hmm. How is everybody doing today? That was a tantalizing intro. Oh, yeah, man. Very nice oh, job. Thanks. Very tantalizing vocabulary you got right there. I like oh, the yeah. word tantalizing. Dude, I saw, <laughs> it on a, I saw it on a seasoning. <laughs> what are those things called? That seasoning comes in? I don't know, but that motion is going to be used in a GIF later. <laughs> Somebody use that as a joke. Put whatever topic we want on there as long as it... <laughs> it's like some Greek seasoning that said tantalizingly delicious. Is that what, is that what you call it, Wave? Greek seasoning? Yeah. I honestly don't even know what the word means. I feel like I could use it in a sentence, but I have no idea what the definition is. It's whatever motion Wave was making earlier. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So it's well, very masturbatory. <laughs> <laughs> wow, getting off, off to a good start here, guys. This is a great start. How was your you week, Wave? Wave? Um, <laughs> that's you. That's my uh, name. You've thrown me a curveball, <laughs> having me start. Uh, I, I usually don't start thinking about what I'm going to say until you guys are talking. <laughs> I know, that's why I said you first. It's uh, always fun. Let's see. I did a live stream, and... Did you oh, hear any new music? Yes, I did. And I've also been working on new music. That's why. Because I've been like, you know how when you're working on music, you kind of like escape into a different universe and yep. t- like time just disappears and you don't remember what happened. So that's kind of what, what's been going on this week. Really trying to finish my new project before the baby's here. So that's been my main focus lately cool. you got a What's name for it yet i don't have a name for the album what about what the about name for the baby <laughs> oh <laughs> i was wondering which one you meant too <laughs> yeah. yes river river Ooh, yeah. you've been watching firefly lately no no oh, okay been that? playing cyberpunk 2077 lately no been watching right. dr who <laughs> I'm just yeah. We're just gonna name things where we know people from named River. Are. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's literally because uh, Rosie's grandpa loved the river. Very so, cool. Yeah, I mean we live on the the Mississippi River, so it's kind of a big part of our lives. Mm, lots nice. of meaning behind it. I like that. River Potter. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. Camp. What's going on with you? Besides oh, looking me? like you belong I'm not in used Hollywood. to going second. I'm not used to going oh, second, we're throwing, man. I don't we're throwing do this things shit. <laughs> into chaos today. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I don't know. Nothing new. I like. I, I can. Besides looking sharp. 
<laughs> I'm wearing pajamas right now, brother. <laughs> I know. I, I love it's a, It's amazing how much sunglasses can change a vibe, isn't it? It's yeah. fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, man. No, I, I got nothing for you today. Like last week, I, I, I've been boring you guys with my job hunt lately, and that's just still what I'm doing. So, did you get a job? Yeah, hunt, man. Uh, I've got. Oh, I'm so bad at it, I guess. <laughs> Bro, I'm, I'm convinced that they are all taking interviews and then taking my application and throwing it in a big stack of other applications just like to wait for when they actually want to hire somebody yeah i got i I got a question i got a question so would you guys hire champ ryan would i for what (laughs) that's a good question (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i I don't know if i would hire champ depending on what the job is all right so So no, no potential no potential uh bosses are watching the podcast (laughs) <laughs> all right so you got to do the camera setup for ryan okay ryan's interviewing you <laughs> i think he wants you to do a mock interview right he's now like, me, he's but... like i don't even want to do an interview <laughs> I, I don't want to do the interviews i have to do why are you making what me do them extra so what are you what are your best thing. qualities what's the best qualities you bring to the job champ uh honesty and you know what's your worst qualities <laughs> lack of honesty you know i just work too damn hard sometimes that's why i had to tell people that stupid question what's your worst what's your worst uh i, I work too hard and i care too much <laughs> what's the most common question you've been getting asked during these interviews champ oh we lost him oh, i was kind of curious about that just, i was really curious the podcast. reliability Be seems to be an issue <laughs> 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 that's, a, that's a real weakness <laughs> he'll just nope the fuck out of there whenever he feels like it i don't think this oh, will there even is. end up in the pile oh, there i is. said fuck these interviews i'm not doing any more of this bullshit bro <laughs> even my internet is tired of it so i don't want to do it anymore <laughs> what's the most common question you're beginning asked i'm just curious what? What's the, the number one question you've been asked that all your interviews? Why do you want to leave the current job that you're at? It's the first thing that they all ask first. Stupid dude. I hate that. And I shit. give them the same answer every time, which is the ceiling is low where I am now, and I want to go somewhere that I could go through it. And hey, that's they all question. like that, they say. But uh, you know, Well, obviously fine. it's not working. You got to change it up, dude. <laughs> I don't think any of this is real, bro. I don't I don't even know how much I believe in the system that is in place right now. This job you know, is like, a simulation. Yeah, like I don't even know if any of these like potential interviews, right, are real interviews or if right. they're just stockpiling for the future for when they need something, you know? So that's that it's just a pain in the balls. But whatever. I don't want to frustrating you guys shit anymore. It sounds like it's very frustrating. It's just it's just like a daily thing, you know. I'm doing these yeah. interviews like every every other day or whatever, and I don't and I just wait. I they just say, Okay, you gotta wait now. And then I'm doing like you know, five more. So I've got like eleven of them in place right now, you and follow you're just waiting. Up? There is follow no follow-up, up? not through the system that they're using with these like headhunters. Uh, so it's like uh, I don't know the last time you actually like have to had to actively like look for a job that was like, you know, a, a high paying job, like in a field that you have experience in. But like they do not you don't just like call them up anymore and be like, hey, I'm looking for a job. Can I come in and interview with you? No, they're like, first, 
you're going to send us an email. Then we're going to do like a, a middleman interview over the phone or through yeah, Zoom. And then we're going to set up the in-person <laughs> interview. And you just got to wait yeah. for all this stuff to go through. And it's like, yeah, I did that, but I got hired. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why when all this fails and I got to go find a job, I'm just going to go to fucking Taco Bell and be like, hey, you got a sign that says you're hiring. I'm here. And when I'm all this fails. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to work here long. 30 years ago. Can I get my job back? I <laughs> still the same. Like the Benjamin Button of jobs. <laughs> I have to work here because they're so goddamn expensive now. I can't go out and buy it. Ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, Taco Bell. Alan, how's your week been? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um it's been interesting road but i it's going great man like we have um making a lot of connections with setting up like future tours with dicotic which is really cool um and it's gonna be awesome looking like denver colorado probably be like one of the first cities we're gonna be able to play um with this band so it's been really cool like just uh meeting new people and stuff out on the road and shout out to everybody that's been coming to the venues say hi and stuff appreciate you it's been fun talking to some of you guys it's been it's been really cool. The la- these two Pennsylvania shows have been the best, though. They've been the best venue so far. Um, a really good crowd, and the band that's playing Source, um, they're they're good. They're they're really good. They have a whole light show set up and stuff now. They do all DIY, and it's really fascinating to learn how to like program all those lights and everything with all the sound triggers and everything. And I've been learning a shit ton, and that was the whole point of me doing this. Not only because I need money, but also because I wanted to see how other bands are doing stuff. Yeah. And something that's shocking is, man, it, the, the bar's pretty low, which is kind of shocking. I thought I would see a lot more bands like stepping it up far as like having in your monitoring system like this band has. And I thought there would be a lot of bands like this, but they like shine through. But they kind of it's been really weird. It's like the music's been really weird. So it's interesting seeing like what's kind of going around the US. Maybe it's just because of the band that I'm traveling with. They're attracting different types of bands. Mm. But it's been very interesting. Not the greatest sounding stuff, but some of the stuff sounds really good. Um, but you can tell that a lot of them need like that audio help. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. With, like setting up their mixes. And that's the biggest issue because Source has that all figured out. So they sound amazing. So I hear a lot of bands with potential. And their biggest thing is having a good audio engineer to help them. And so if you're, if you guys are, know anybody that wants to get into audio, audio engineering is definitely in need because what you could do to get jobs easily is go up to these bands and be like, Hey, I can help you with your sound. Um, Cause they need help. They really do. It's not like in Japan where you see how everybody's helping them with the sound and stuff. Like the bands here are all, all fending for themselves pretty much. And they're pretty much hoping that the other bands that are playing with them, help them, which with this band, they're really supportive of the opening acts. Like we sit there, we watch every single band play, rather they're good or bad. And um, just to show the, the support and the bodies there, we try to help them with their setups and stuff. But so that insight is pretty fascinating. And so it's been pretty cool to help out bands and see like light bulb moments for some of them go like, oh shit, I didn't know you could do it like that or do this. So that's been interesting. Um, uh, you know, just meeting people going through that. So. I'm hoping today to work on videos finally to catch up <laughs> because I haven't probably going to be a little low on that YouTube posting. But uh, later later on today, I'm doing another podcast to talk about the Fave Metal interview. We finally got the interview posted. 
you guys should check it out. For those who have already checked it out, I really appreciate you all because it's opening a lot more doors for us uh, with other cool. bands. It's I think it's at almost 70,000 views. Um, so shout out to you watching it. Yeah, I checked it yesterday. Um, it was like 57,000. I was wondering where it was today. Nice. Yeah. And I think I'm so happy that they allowed the questions that they did for that interview. And I love how we were able to keep parts of it uncut. So you get the raw, organic thing from Baby Metal, which is really hard to find. And yeah, I was surprised they because they had they gave approval for that, right? Yeah. As, as it was, I was surprised because there's a couple where I think uh, Momo was kind of stopping to think about what to say or whatever. It was mm. kind of neat to see just, you know. Yeah. yeah. Maybe crap, they're, gonna say? they're trying something <laughs> new. Well, what I want to say to add to what Ryan said was it's cool that they allowed that because they can see there's like 700 comments, people saying, I love that you guys didn't cut it out. And I really hope Amuse and the upper management see that so they can finally like have that click for them to realize, oh, they want this authentic interview, not this like, you know, polished up thing. Yeah. So hopefully they realize that and they keep making it more organic because it was cool to see them all laughing with each other, watching the interview breathe. And I thought, and shout out to Joe for cutting in some of the fans' comments about the band, which was really awesome. I thought that was a nice touch. Him and I went back and forth with the editing. Um, I know the intro was a little weird. I, I told them to shorten that down. It was a lot longer. I'm like, dude, we got to cut it down. <laughs> but it, it was cool. It was cool. Um, so super appreciative, Joe, for um, letting me work with him on that. So, and I'm just happy that they like allowed it to go through and we were able to put up. Yeah, and then good, tonight, good interview. Yeah, tonight, him and I are going to talk about the behind the scenes. If you guys want to check that out, you know, just set your notification up on uh, the channel and then I will let you know when that goes live. And we're going to talk about the behind the scenes and stuff, what we can talk about. We just couldn't talk about it before because we had to wait for approval and everything. Now that we got it, it's there. So, oh, man. Um, and if you and to if you've already watched it, watch it again. <laughs> and if you haven't commented, just put a comment, put a heart. So, but it's their most engaging video. So that's cool to see. Awesome. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. So I'll be helping them with more media production and uh promoting, which is awesome. It's a cool little thing. All right, that's oh. it. Yeah, that was my week. All so, right. One more week before left. Speaking of the bands fending for themselves that you're talking about earlier, sounds like Spotify is screwing over some uh, smaller artists. Yeah, yeah, myself included. Oh, really? Not that yeah. I was getting anything from it anyway. They took yeah. away your three cents a year, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, is that the gist of it? If you don't, if you don't get enough plays, you're just not going to get any royalties. Yeah, so basically, artists have to hit a minimum number of streams before they'll get paid anything. And whatever what is the number, that's a good question. I don't know if they've been transparent about that yet. But oh, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Uh, it's it sounds like the left the money that is earned through the ads or whatever <clears throat> from the smaller artists is getting sent into a pool that gets shit. like divided between. It's called uh, Spotify Stream Share Pool that gets paid out to other bigger artists, like split between them. Because they really need it. Yeah. Fucking dumb, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was like 
the biggest slap in the face to indie artists because the only people, you know, who can hit these numbers without getting some support is people who are on a major label that can pay for these massive advertising budgets and stuff. Well, here it says here in the top of the article in the scenario, a track would have to earn five cents per month in order to be paid or as they estimated about 200 streams per year, which is very low. Yeah. Honestly, I, I might even, I don't think I would get that. <laughs> so yeah, but, 200 yeah. streams is pretty doable. Yeah. Think yeah, with yeah. That so it's not cutting out everybody, but what's the point of that shit? The, really? Yeah, <laughs> really cutting so much into the people that are getting five million streams a year, a, a day, or whatever the fuck. I wonder if Spotify is hurting because it <clears throat> sounds like because it's spread split between so many. Because there's, you know, the majority of artists on Spotify are getting less than that. I mean, I have like five listeners a month. I'm not hitting 200 streams a year. I don't think. Yeah. So so uh, go ahead. So the money that adds up over time is still pretty astronomical. And it's, I just can't get over the fact that it's being diverted to bigger artists that are already doing well, you know? I guess diesel My, doing the same shit. I want to say this for people that are building audience online. I think it's cool to release your music through these platforms, you know, just as another way for people to listen. And what I would highly recommend to anybody is to just set up a digital product kind of thing on your website for your album and just be like, hey, guys, I'd prefer if you guys just buy it through here. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if you have a good if you have a good presence on social media, I would just be like, hey, guys, you want to support the music? Buy my album off my site. You get the actual physical copy. You can throw it on your phone afterwards. And then, bam, you then the re- you're getting the upfront cost of all the songs and that'll be the best way to, for indie artists to go about it if they keep doing this shit or some people are gonna get so pissed where they're like well fuck this i'm not gonna release anything through another label or anything i'm just gonna release it on my own website because that would be also a way you could do it too and just release it through youtube only um yeah so they're gonna fuck themselves if they raise that 200 streams a year um any higher because people are just going to get pissed and they're like, well, I'll just do it myself. Cause that's what the culture is going towards. Anyways, everyone's just doing them, doing it themselves, you know? Yeah. So I, I'm curious, uh, like, because you do have to pay to get distributed on those larger platforms. So like, <clears throat> does any of that money that you pay to get distributed go to Spotify or is that just to the distributor and they get it's it on normally free? To, it's normally to distro kids. So, that's why everyone's like, it's crazy to have a label these days because it's just more, more people taking their cut. So if you do it yourself, they take that upfront cost for using their platform and releasing it to them. Um, and those companies make their cut once people listen to your song oh. on their platforms. That's how it works. So, so they don't have to actually pay Spotify to get the music published on there? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I think the fact that they can use the music for free without any consequences is oh. the, is like the benefit of it. I'm pretty okay. sure they it doesn't work like that. So they pay to publish it and those companies will make money off of the revenue stream via advertising. <clears throat> Looking at the last bit of this article it says 
Right now, streams and revenue are effectively synonymous, but by this time next year, they will mean very different things, wrote music industry analyst Mark Mulligan. He ar argues that in this new system, smaller artists will be othered, their revenue becoming a new black box for the bigger artists to share between themselves. There's also an entire industry built around do-it-yourself artists based on the promise they will be paid for their work. Platforms like TuneCore, DistroKid, and CDBB may have a harder sell on their hands if the number one music stream in the world has raised the bar on who gets paid. Um, Spotify has yet to has not yet confirmed these plans. We're always evaluating how we can best serve artists and regularly discuss regularly discuss with partners ways to further platform integrity. So we do not have any news to share at this time. So it's something they were thinking about doing. It's not confirmed yet. Yeah, which is, I guess. Important. Yeah, just to clarify about the website thing, um, Adam Young was mentioning about the youtube yeah you're gonna have to use Finding YouTube. An audience. That is what I would do. yeah i would build my audience through youtube and then redirect to the website of course that would probably be the best way to do it yeah it'd be almost impossible to get people on your website you have to use the social media you can use facebook instagram twitter you'd have to use some kind of platform to get people to your actual site but a lot of people already do that a lot of them do yeah well and that this is why like uh what you just read ryan is why i thought it was cool that we were talking about this because um if it's not a final decision yet if enough people complain about it online uh and they get a backlash maybe they won't actually do it <laughs> you know we'll see so i think, I think the it... article mentioned that like, it's a reverse robin hood thing <laughs> taken yeah. from the poor artist and given to the rich so how does it work now Everybody is individualized. It it is weird because if if like uh, say you listen to how's it work? If you listen to just one band all week, all you do is listen to their music. Your your plays or your the how's it work? The revenue from that doesn't just go to that band. It still gets split up between all of Spotify. So the fuckers that are getting five million a month, they're still getting part of your streams from this band that you listen to just on its own which is bullshit mm -hmm. it'd be nice if i stream a band for a month and it's all i listen to if they got all those like uh, credit for it but they don't it gets distributed through everything so whoever's making the most is already getting some of everything anyway and they're just going to make it even worse if they do this huh interesting <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Really, I don't really see a massive difference in what they would be changing then, if that's the case. It's. Just... I mean, you never made money anyways off Spotify. Even like with me, I had like thirty thousand listens on Phoenix, and barely I got twenty dollars. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it's like, like, it's like a third number. of a cent per listen. I think. Right. Like, so it sounds like it's already going into the pool of Spotify artists and the change yeah. would essentially make the pool deeper at the top and a little more shallow at the bottom, but realistically probably isn't going to change much of anything except for maybe that that one that one position, right, where you are on the cusp of becoming big but you're still small, maybe those people are going to be affected negatively. But the people that are already not making a lot of money on Spotify, I don't think this is going to yeah. change anything for them. Yeah, they're not relying on it anyway. Huh? Uh, practically, yeah, practically, it's really not. It's not a big deal, but it's like, it's just like 
you said before, why? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think that the issue is more conceptually and the slippery slope argument, right? If they're going to start doing stuff like this, what's going to stop them from continuing in the same direction until it gets to a point where it is just that 1% is even worse than it already was. Guys, I got a question for you to add to this. When they keep doing this to artists and to musicians and stuff like this, they keep doing this kind of fuckery with their money and making it more difficult to make a living off of it. Don't you guys think that kind of might be another reason why like the music industry is so hurt in the u.s or like it kind of demotivates people from wanting yeah. to put investment in time to do music because they're like i'm gonna put in all this fucking work i gotta pay thousands of dollars for the equipment to record it to put it out and granted you have to write a good song let's be real here yeah not everyone's doing great songs a lot of the songs and are trash. yeah thousands <laughs> of hours of actually learning your craft and and yeah there's no incentive it. to get better at it right I feel like you're just taking yeah. the incentive away to get better at Because, like, if there was a good incentive to release music, let's say you're getting paid fairly, right? And you're getting paid fairly, and you're still not doing well. Well, then, obviously, it's a you problem, and you need to work on your music writing, get get a song out that hopefully people will like to listen to. And then when that works, then, okay, now I can pay for it. Now it's worth the make the risk, you know what I mean, to go that route. But my question is, do you guys think that'll like deter more people not to do music? That's what I feel like is going to happen. I don't, I don't know. I think it'll be, it'll deter more people from trying to be a rock star, but you can, I think if you're a good enough band, you can always get like a fan base. You know what I mean? If it's going to, yeah. it's going to change from getting people to see you on a big platform to you. What we're seeing now anyway, is you well, like, well, like we're doing, we'd have multiple things we do. And yeah. the way we reach out to people is by doing other shit that's engaging and you're going to have to keep yep. it up. I mean, bands now, it used to be they were these weird entities that were up on a pedestal because they were untouchable. And now you you talk to the artist, man. Like, I've been yeah. reaching out to artists and getting feedback and, like, talking to them. It's nuts. It's freaking cool. And it's – so that's what – it's kind of – if you're a straight-up introvert musician, you're kind of fucked <laughs> because you yeah, got to yeah. be able to, reach, like, deal with people and not, being, yep. not deal with them, like, being famous, just on a more personal level, which is – it's you gotta have people cool. skills yeah <laughs> you gotta start um especially in person you know you can't be off-putting or kind of just weary about things i mean yeah, good example because... go ahead no go ahead i had a just... good i was gonna say there's a good example already on this tour we've already had a couple moments with band interactions where like they either ignored the singer and we're like okay and they're like the main band that's playing and we're like that just yeah. looks really bad on you um for instance we had a parking spot reserved right for the venue so we pulled up and this band like blocked it and this lead singer just started fighting with us they're like well we can't oh, park really? anywhere because we got a ticket see stuff like that is what you got to be weary about it because now that person ruined everything for the entire band because yeah. even yeah. now even now when i go back to the van i'm we're going to hear some, I'm going to hear something about the, <laughs> the singer being pissed off about uh, that one band. Like it's going to stick with us that they're assholes, you know, yeah. um, stuff like that. You got to be very, very careful and personal because like the bad moments will stick with people. Yeah. And that person, if it's me showing up at a concert and just 
like being a dick to one dude, but that dude yeah. knows 300 other dudes are at the show or whatever. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You just gotta, it'll, it'll go, it'll get around fast. Yeah. And I already did with this, with this one band and they were, they were a good band too. It's unfortunate. I'm like yeah. that sounded good, but now you have that thing in your head. Like, Oh, that person. Yeah. I mean, you used to be able to be a superstar and be a complete freaking asshole. <laughs> Gee, I mean, that's, it's just about? a fact. <laughs> Who's always brought up yeah. Axel Rose? Yeah. Dude is an asshole, and he was one of the biggest rock stars in the world. Now, like, yeah, screw that guy. Yeah, it doesn't work anymore. I don't want to be an a hole. I just want to not. I, I, I just want to sit in my studio and be an introvert, you know, and yeah. like make music and then put it out and then make more music. I mean, still, know? even if you're introverted, it's easier to communicate with people now as you know all through online whatever you don't have to be a complete it's not it's not the same as going to a party yeah but yeah i still, still do it i just like i'm such an introvert at heart like when i'm in creative mode so like yeah but like we were just talking about you gotta to do it these days you need to actually form relationships well, with people no or or to go back at wait waves doing wave can do it that way because there's other ways to do music these days you can yeah. license instrumentals and original music to other companies that want to use it for videos so there is platforms like that now where you could go that route it, that's the cool thing about nowadays is you don't have to be the typical musician where you interact with people and go play you can also be a producer you also could be somebody who just makes songs you know, and then people will be like, dude, I really like that song. Can I use it? Absolutely. And then you have like some fee or something like that. So the way that you're doing it, Wave, is totally possible. You can definitely go the route not talking to people if you're doing it that way. But if you're one of the people that want to do like live performance and really garner audience, maybe the personable skills will work. But you're good at talking to people anyways, Wave. I've seen you interact with people. You're fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. You I'm, may not like it. I had to learn that over the past few years. Like when I, when I was, yeah. when I first turned 18, I literally had no friends when I was <laughs> younger. Anyway. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Like you said, I, I did the same thing. We've had to learn how to do it. That's why I'm so happy I worked the service industry. Cause that really teaches you how to get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. How are you doing, champ? Great. Okay. Okay. What do we got next? Well, we got the uh, stop booking heavy shows. We got some issues with uh, some, I think it seems to be a confusion between the security at shows and how they expect attendees to act. Like they don't know the kind of band they're booking and how the crowd's going to be. So they, they freak uh, out when they see them doing shit in a pit, but you know, like the crowd kind of really knows what they're doing. Um, like, like when Sue tells people to do the, the pit of death or whatever it's called. Wall <laughs> yeah, of death. yeah. Wall of death. Yeah. I know. So what was there? Was there a situation like a specific situation that took place? Yeah. So, uh, oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead if you're gonna. No, go ahead. 
Well, there's a video that came up with uh, with Tank the Tech, who's very, very good at re- about researching these things and with his experience he has on the road and everything. And uh can't remember the name of the band. You never remember the name of the band, Alan? He has Romans. Okay. <clears throat> so he's familiar with the band. He kind of knew what the crowd was going to be like. And, but so people start, they start moshing and, uh, the security is like grabbing people and hauling them out and just being very aggressive and just they like ended up stopping the show like it got so bad that security the venue and the tour company like all were like yeah let's just shut down the show <laughs> yeah so in uh we came as romans uh statement they said during uh the body snatcher set what an awesome name uh multiple att- Multiple attendees were wrongfully and aggressively dragged out of the venue. Uh, some of our tour crew went outside to de-escalate the situation with security as we had approved moshing and crowd surfing. So they approved it for this venue. Because right. you guys will know some venues don't allow it at all. So they won't even play at certain venues that don't allow it. Um, so you got to find a venue that is okay with that. And then with the venue security teams during the security brief earlier that day so they had approval or earlier that day but the security team did not respond to it at um well at all and i guess the situation oh, just escalated right. um further so they continued alleging that even to the point of spitting in our crew's face spitting on gear threatening physical violence and someone having to be physically restrained from there, it was determined by the band and crew that the best move at that point was to cancel the show. So that's so it ended up turning into them canceling shows. Yeah, who like was a, who was spitting so, the fans? No, the security. Yeah, the security, the security. guards were spitting on the band's shit. Yeah, yeah, and they spit in the crew's face, dude. So like the band's crew face. Yeah. That's- um. So there is a statement from Feet Music Hall. Uh, they issued a statement on October 22nd. They said, many of you have read or commented on the events that took place at Feet Music Hall Sunday, October 22nd. We do not feel that what has been presented is a fair representation of the event that evening. So they're fighting back on this. And they go on to say, we first want to start by apologizing to all the patrons who spent their hard-earned money on tickets to what should have been a fun night, catching their favorite bands. We are sorry for the night was cut short. But the thing is, they don't go into details. They just said it was a misrepresentation. So, um, But later on in the statement, I'm just going to kind of briefly go over this. You can read the whole thing on Loudwire. But on Sunday, members of our staff, a representative from our co-proposer and tour manager, had a routine security meeting addressing the game plan for the night. The club was staffed by 10 security personnel, uh, more than adequate number for the size of the crowd anticipated, three at the main entrance, one backstage, three behind the barricade, and three floaters roaming in the ballroom. So we were, and they say in here that we were informed the moshing was to be expected and anticipated in a show like this, not unlike many other shows of the same nature that have been at feet, it was decided that security would first handle incidents with a focus on de-escalation. So I don't know. Like in this statement, they're just saying they're aware of it also. And I don't know why it turned into security going that crazy. But um, later on, it says, unfortunately, during the body stature set, the patron who had received multiple warnings became involved in another altercation with other attendees. So maybe one person just like started off and it just es- escalated to a crazy thing. It's just weird. So they're saying they were in the wrong and the band saying they weren't. Um, I don't know if you got more information on it, Ryan, but it's a huge statement that I put out. 
Yeah, I'd be curious to hear like actual people talking about it that were there because it seems like a lot of hearsay and like who yes. do you believe? It seems like the venue yeah. was horrible people to try and do security. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. You know what I mean? Like if they were That's really so security people, they'd be these guys are power tripping. Like I have the authority to beat somebody's ass and they're just doing it. Then to, to get into it with the bands and the crew and all that. Fuck. Yeah. Spitting in crew's face is like, un- that's ridiculous that your whole point of security is to deescalate, you know? Yeah. So that's crazy. You know, those kids in high school that got bullied all the time. And then finally they got out of high school. So they decided to become a cop so they could bully you yeah. too. That's these guys that couldn't right. even get the job as a cop. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right, man. <laughs> they failed police academy. Yeah, dude, that's 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 true. There's some people that take security very serious. Just a little side note, I got to mention this. There's security at the Baby Metal concert at Aftershock, and I thought it. It was so fucking cool because they were dancing to the music and actually oh, yeah. enjoying it and just <laughs> making people out crosser. And they're all smiling and like headbanging and like dancing to the baby metal songs. I was like, this is so fucking cool. It's the coolest security I've ever seen. And they were like, no problem. Just grabbing all the crosshairs off that were going above our heads. It was pretty, pretty awesome. That's a that's a good security team right there. Aftershock yeah. had a great team. Like they've actually been find... to a concert before. <laughs> I do want to give like yeah. a little bit of uh, like uh, you're requiring it. You have to go to a concert just, <laughs> in order to do it. Sorry, Jam, go ahead. I, I just I do think that they have a pretty tough job because it's not like they're doing security at like the Met Gala. You know what I mean? Like they're doing security at like a metal concert where people are drinking, people are probably high. People are headbanging and feeling that, you know, kind of energy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's probably a chance that like five people fucked with that one, that first security uh, guard first. You know what I mean? Like just fu- like poking the bear, poking. And then like one time he just fucking lost it. I mean, I'm not saying that that's what happened. I'm just saying that like, you know, they don't have easy jobs, you know, so it's possible that they've been, they were, they were pushed and pushed mm-hmm. and got to that point it's also possible that that's not the case i'm just saying we should look at it from all yeah years. i love that you've just played two completely different sides <laughs> yeah because i don't take sides man i'm just i'm just, just, I'm just throwing observer. out the options yeah. interesting well yeah don't spit in people's faces that pretty much sums it up <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, that was the, the, like, it doesn't even matter what happened before that, right? Because they fucked themselves over by, you know, fucking letting themselves get that low. Exactly. Like, that shitty of a person. If they would have just handled the situation, let's say the fans were in the wrong, and they were professional about it, and did what they had to do, and didn't spit, like, go to that escalation, not they would have looked way better for them. Now it just raises suspicion for everything. Now we don't know who's... Like, I guess, in the wrong or whatnot at that point. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, when you're talking about wrong and right, ultimately, like, people make mistakes and people make wrong decisions, but it's about how you handle those wrong decisions and mistakes. And that's where, no matter how it started, the security team is still a failure because they ultimately let it get to the point that it got to. Yeah. Yep. Like blame is not blame. There's always blame to go around, right? But blame is not always 
the main priority here, right? Like it doesn't really matter who started it, who initiated it. it matters what happened and how it was handled. And it was obviously handled very poorly by that security team. So they can come out and they can blame whoever they want and maybe they're right about it, but they still didn't do what a security team is supposed to do which is make sure yep. that people are not getting fucked with. Make sure the band is <laughs> not getting fucked with while they are actively fucking with people. They're supposed to be the sober people there that make the <laughs> rational decisions. Yeah. yeah, no. There's a lot of security I've seen that like they're definitely stoned out of their mind. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right sweet do i mean we we shared some music with each other do you want to talk about that you want to get to uh quick news or what's what's up it's up to you ryan what do you want to do man well let's see we got some what goes through the news here scandal what's up with scandal they got Mm -hmm. uh as soon as this page loads maybe it's not gonna load (laughs) they have a new single out Hell yeah. Loading. Oh yeah. Loading. loading. What the fuck? Their 29th the single. Or did it just yeah. come out? So it um it just came out. So it's Scandal's 29th single and includes two songs. Title track highlights no Nakare Bakura Zuto um uh, was written and composed by the band's guitarist uh, Mami. <clears throat> Arrangement oh, yeah. was done by Frito. And it was coupled with a second track called Candy. Okay. Yeah, What'd I remember think, we Wade? talked about this a uh, couple weeks ago. Oh, oh, this is the one that came out a few weeks ago. It, yes. Was it a few weeks ago? October third. Oh. The highlight. No oh Naka shit! I didn't know it was Oh yeah, it was yeah, three yeah, weeks yeah. ago. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, I remember. I, yeah, I liked this one a lot, quite a bit actually. Nice mature sound from them. Oh yeah. That's right. Yeah, I did. I listened to this one on Friday. Yeah, what'd you think? I like it. Like, I really like their new sound. I think I, it was interesting because the thing that stuck out to me is it sampling from different parts of their sound, like over the years. Like, it felt like it it had the rock sound, but it also had like the the more I don't know how. I'm the worst with genres. I don't even. I don't know how to describe genres. Like it was like an it was like an all star. It was like the all star cast version of their music, right? Yeah. Like they took like there you go. They took like the. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh, we lost him. Champ froze. <laughs> Anyways, you probably you got the article up now, Ryan. If you wanna. No, it wouldn't friggin' load, man. I don't know why. I just had it up a second ago. It sounded like Champ had something really interesting to say, too. What the heck? Yeah, check out that. Um, What other release? We had Babe Metal release their live Maya song. Um, Live Blu-ray DVD, so they put that up. Um, That's off of Black Knight, so that's pretty cool. They just released it on their website five days ago. Cool. Yeah, Sega's got a release. They just put a song out two days ago. So I got my my Sega shirt on. Nice. Pretty awesome shirt. What did you but think yeah. of the song? I loved it, man. This band, it's called uh, Sports. Oh, yeah. And yeah, dude. I mean, we did everybody get a chance to listen to it? Yeah. The short, the Sysago one? 
Yeah. I didn't yet, unfortunately. No. Um, it does what Saisig it does, man. It's just uh Regan is a singer and she has a great clean voice and she has one of the most guttural, guttural voices I've ever heard from a woman, dude. It's amazing. But it's just a massive song. They just deliver every time. Oh yeah. Else. And then they do have a they have a live version too of it, um, of sports on their channel. But um I'm trying to find the full music video. That's why I didn't listen to it because it was only like a 40 second thing. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, was the, that song, the song's on yeah. on YouTube Music. The whole song's on there. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I messed up. I yeah, her seen. voice That's is cool. insane. On that. Oh, I love it, dude. And I and do like her voice. And she does that shit live too. It's like what? <laughs> oh, that's she, right. You saw them. Yeah, and she, yeah, man, for a fr- for a front one, she is amazing. She just gets a crowd going, and you you're just watching her the whole time and she will uh, she will catch your eye and she will <laughs> stare you until you react it's like she won't look away until you acknowledge what's going on it's awesome it's like all right yeah let's get rocking out but yeah very cool look champ in the eye until he reacts right <laughs> yeah. let's look at the camera <laughs> that, that was creepy, dude. <laughs> yeah. It felt like a horror movie just then. Uh, well, tis the season. <laughs> I guess let's talk about these songs. You guys make any notes? Yep. Talk about who we talked let's about. Right. Uh, there was, how do you say, is it Ren? R- Ren? Green? <laughs> Well, it I looks like Reen, but that. I don't think it's Reen. Reen? Yeah, this was one that I heard on my live stream this week. Okay. And so they're sitting around, or when I watched them, they were around like 250 subs. And I just wow. thought, I thought she had a really cool voice, but I'm interested to know what you guys thought. Um, I, I think initially I was like, this is all right. But then the song kind of went on and it developed, you know, more. Like not quite heavy. But there is a little bit of, you know, there's some, a little bit of distorted guitar in there. It got interesting. But, yeah, I'd be curious to see a little more, too. All about the vocals. All about the vocals for me. I thought, you know, I thought the song was fine. Like, kind of slow. Kind of very melodic. Very piano heavy. But uh, her vocals were very unique. I I'm about to compare her to somebody, which makes it seem less unique, but uh, I don't mean to, to make it come <laughs> off that way. Uh, can't wait to hear uh, unique, but she sounds exactly like this. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> she kind of reminded me, uh, it, not not necessarily the sound of her voice, but like the style that she was singing of. You guys remember Malay? She did oh. that song with Man, Man with a Mission yeah. that was on our chart for like 4,000 yep. weeks. Yeah. She had that kind <laughs> of vibe, especially so with when she wanted to go into that uh, vibrato, which she didn't do all the time. But when she wanted to, it was that thick, heavy, really wavy vibrato, you know, the, the yeah. one that you hear with like Wagaki band a lot. That's also. that's what I said in my reaction. Like she reminded me of the Wagaki band singing. Yeah, but she's obviously very, very talented. I would like to hear more from, you know, what they do in general. Because I do think, like, I don't know if that was, like, a slow song for them or if that's just, like, generally the vibe that they give off as band. Yeah. But but clearly with the amount of talent that the singer has, you know, you can only go up. Yeah. 
I was kind of like, I was shocked that they were sitting at 250 because I went back in their history a little bit, just looked at their channel, and they've been on on YouTube for a while, and they have a few different music videos. But uh, I'm hoping that they, you know, at least get a few thousand subs, you know, so yeah. they can monetize their music. Because I think yeah, what were, what were they at now? Potential. I don't know. So they're I'll, like they're real young. Music. They're a real young band. Well, thirteen hundred. It looks like. Wait, what? Thirteen hundred. Their subs. Yeah. Oh, cool. They must. I'm trying to find their channel. There must be a couple of them looked up like. Yeah. It Just keeps showing way. me Ren. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'll find it while you you guys talk. Hold on a sec. R e e n. Yeah, but there's several things that are spelled like that, so it brings up all sorts of stuff. Oh, okay. Um, the playlist is in the in the oh, chat yeah. too, guys. Go back and check it out. Ah. Um, and that link will take you right to the songs that we're talking about today. That's true. Why can I? All right, I found it. Uh, so they have 260 subs. The video has 1,300 views on it. Oh, okay. All right. All right, cool. They got some more then. That's good. Oh, yeah. Wait, what was the other song you suggested we check out? Was that Trident? Oh, Trident. Wait, what? No, you suggested Trident. I suggested Trident. Okay. okay. <laughs> Just... All right. What was the other song? Uh. Atar Shigako? Yes. Oh, Tokyo, yes. Oh, Tokyo yeah. Calling. Tokyo Calling. Guys, I'm the only pothead here. How come I'm the only one that can remember anything? <laughs> That's I didn't <laughs> write that one down because I'd already seen it. I wrote it down the other ones. My bad. So what do you think of that, Wave? Tokyo Calling. That was a really cool music video. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like the video. Godzilla set. <laughs> there. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was a bop. Like... I, I watched the music video first, and I was like, I had such a great time with the video, but then I listened to it in the car later to like see, was it just the music video that yeah. got me? Because their personalities are so great. But no, dude, the song itself, you know, it stood on its own as just like such a great song. Even Rosie liked it. Yeah, I, I agree. When I, I listened to it right before we got together for the show today, and I opted to just watch to just listen to the track instead of watching the video to, for the same reason because the video is incredible and their their choreography is so freaking cool there's a couple moments in that video where it's just like that right <laughs> the moment that came <laughs> up right there showed. thank you andrew it was like the <laughs> one of the most hypnotizing moments but then just listening to it without the video was still really really good so they uh they figured I... something out man yeah i thought yeah, it was it's... a really unique sound sorry the video was super fucking unique. It's, it is a very unique sound. I just can't get into it for some reason. I still don't know why. I tr I've tried with this group. Like, I respect it. It sounds it, like the overall yeah. sound. I like what they're doing. It's so new. It's so fresh. I've never heard anything like it. I can't even try to compare it. And the music video was just so fucking creative. So I respect the hell of it. I just I couldn't get into the song. But maybe I'll maybe I'll end up liking it. I, I'll have to listen to it again. I've listened to it twice. I'm like just trying to. The music structure is so interesting, you know, like because they have this electronic element going on, 
and I like the dances because they're so quirky. Like it's fun. Like when I watch the video, it's fun. If, if I'm being honest, the audio came on, I'd probably be like, what is this? And change it. But the video helped me out <laughs> actually because I enjoyed it so much. So I respect what they're doing and this is obviously working really well. And it sounds like well. you like it. You just don't want to say it. <laughs> like, you just, yeah, the way you talk about it, you like the fucking song, fun. you like the video. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> There's not enough guitar in it, though. There's no guitar in it. No, it's so, not it's not because of that. It's not because of the no guitar. I think it's, Alan's going through what I mentioned last week, where it's like you could either, you know, as a musician, you could either respect the song, you could like the song, or you could both. And I hear the respect, but not the yeah, like. Yeah, that's just fair so, enough. I, I really respect it because it's so brilliant, the video. I was like, this is so How do you think they did that? You think they built a model city? Like a small yeah, model city? Small. It looks... It looks so clean, whatever they did. It could be just green screen. And it's outside. Screen. Like, they have the sun right. and they have I've, the lens flare. I've been geeking out about, about special effects and watching the Corridor crew a lot. And I was like, during my reaction to it, I'm like, oh, what are they? Just blah, blah, blah. The last part of it, they they go walking off the screen. You can see the wires shaking. I'm like, okay, that's a model. They legit made a model that they're oh, in. Yeah. But they got to have a background shot, too. Yeah. Or or it could just be a damn city. I don't they could have well, it could be outside. I mean, could it not be a green screen? The, just the it background? could be green way, screen and models. Maybe but that's what way, I was. That's what I thought they did. The way their hands interact and block the sun and the shed and the shadows, and everything else is like they're legit using the sun. I, I do yeah. want to see like behind the scenes and know how they did it because it's really, really fucking good. So I will say that like I've seen um, like Blackpink, for example, use the a fake sun also to get the same sort of like shadow yeah. thing. You know where in they just kind of shadow. Yeah, you can. I know, uh, but I, know. I, I, I thought, <laughs> I thought that no matter what they did, I mean, like th they had to build like a four, like the city was like four feet tall, right? Like it's even taller than some of them actually on some parts. So that city is literally like uh, looking at that right now. I mean, we're talking like six feet tall at, at the bare minimum yeah. for some of those buildings. And that is have like room for them to dance, but make it still look continuous. That's an expensive yeah. ass I, I think project. It's, it's probably as practical as possible because the less effects you use nowadays, it seems like the, the less you have to, to fuck with the image, the better. Yeah. But yeah. the best effects are the ones you don't notice, you know? So yeah, I'd, I'd be really curious to see how they did it. Right, Ryan. Yeah. And I think that's why it's brilliant because you know, they're doing special effects, but if you're just like, looking at it without thinking about it you're like this is it really look, it looks cool. great man it looks great yeah. yeah it's just it goes back to what my um teacher said when i was doing audio engineering he's like make sure you do it right on the first time so you don't have to edit a lot later yeah, it's the so, same thing with video and that's what i feel like is going on there yeah whatever you can capture in camera that yep. the more the more the better <clears throat> yeah right on i gotta say i kind of yeah. i fall on uh closer to alan's side on the song itself though I can't uh, get into this song. I, 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 I was like, I was so I watched it with my son. You know, I, I made him sit down and watch all the songs that we were listening to today with me. And uh, I was like, all right, let's see how we feel about this new guitar Chicago song. And he's, I, I didn't say anything. I let him give the first impression, right, to see what he was going to say afterwards. And he said, you know, it's kind, it's, it's kind of the same thing over and over again. I said, what do you mean? And he was like, well, they just keep doing that that part. You know, and he was talking about the chorus, the, you know, the that repeated lines or whatever that they're doing. And there was, I was like, yeah, you're kind of right. And then, you know, the lack of the guitar, 
which just for me personally, a little bit of a bummer, but I could deal with. Um, but I just is this going to really turn feel... into throwing your son under the bus like every song you don't like? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't smart. I wasn't this planning on it, but you're giving me a pretty good idea right now. Uh, yeah, but like, so, I, but. Uh, but no, I did. I responded to him by, by saying, like, I don't necessarily like songs that are super repetitive or super cyclical, right? Where it's like you got two parts and you just keep repeating those type of parts. And I felt like a, and I, I've heard a Tar Shigako songs that are just so incredibly de- deep, you know, and there's just so much going on, musically speaking, where I just felt like this was, you know, they had their beat. They had their lines that they were saying and. That's kind of all there was to it. There was a bridge in there, I think, somewhere that was like pretty similar to the, to the verses. Um, but I've just heard them do so much more. Just break out of the... like it, It's a totally different genre of music that they were doing than most of their stuff. This was actually closer to like Pineapple Kryptonite, I guess, yeah, than so it, it would be to like, like some of their other hip-hop. stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They had like a hip-hop line in the chorus that they kept repeating, right? Like It was more like rap, yeah, verses. I guess so. Yeah, the it was more rap than any. Was there even singing? Other, I'm I'm trying to remember if they sang outside of the rap style, like flows that they had in there. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I've just I feel like I've heard them do more. Uh, I don't want to say this creative because this was creative, but like more intricate stuff that I've appreciated more personally. Hmm. Fair enough. And like you said, the genre of music. I don't know. Not not really my favorite style. It's not, so yeah, it's not my thing, but I Whatever, respect the fuck awesome. out of it. I respect <laughs> yeah. the fuck out. Yeah, I respect it too. Right on, right on, right on. I would share it with someone. Like, how about that? Like, if somebody's like, "Hey, you want to see a crazy ass music video?" <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, so- I did find the dancing in the city to be hilarious. Also, like, <laughs> literally, like monkey, like gorilla dancing. You know, like as if they were King Kong. Pretty funny. They're, yeah, Tony was saying in the comments, it is home of the Godzilla movies. <laughs> yeah, true. Exactly. For sure. It's a good point. It definitely right, had that whole vibe too. Also, I, I will just bring up. So I went. I listened to the. Uh, I went back and I read the lyrics afterwards, and yeah. it was clearly like that the genre that they stuck in was made this, the message was made for this genre, right? Like that it wouldn't have worked exactly the same if they weren't going about, if they were doing like a rock song or whatever, like this was the perfect way of like these almost chanting, especially at the end, almost like a marching band feel towards the end where it's just like, they were getting this message out in the way that they wanted to. So I appreciate that they kind of go with the, the, the genre that the message applies to most. That's, that's what I liked about the song is that it it wasn't trying to fit into a genre. It was just kind of going with whatever direction the song took them, you know? They just had that sound and they built the song around it. That's pretty cool. Respectable. Not sure I would listen to it again. Fair enough. I'm yeah. All right. Well what's the next sense. what's the next song that we listen to? Trident? Ooh, try to yours, try yours to. champ. Why did you feel like we needed to hear that? Because I saw it pop up on my recommended on YouTube and went, oh, "Hey, that's that's a it's called Kick Ass. I wonder if it kicks ass." And then I sent it to you guys. Uh, it does. It kicks ass. I thought it was awesome. Uh, <laughs> I was I was like, <laughs> you know, I I I think that they actually like based some of this off of um, 
the movie Kick-Ass, right? Like the logos and some of the, the designs oh. that they did. It sounds a little bit like that. Um, and I do think that there's like, I, I went into this band like being told that that first song that we all heard was like their best song, like by far. And nobody, nothing else that they ever did was anything close to it. You guys know what song I'm talking about? I don't, I don't remember the title of it. The Spoopy? Spoopy. There it is, right? Everyone was like, this is their best song. This is, it doesn't get any better than this, right? And I'll tell you what, man, as I go on listening to some (laughs) of this stuff, like that song is still great, but this song's, this song's like not that far away when we're talking about like quality wise. Like this is a really. I I was just going to say, I agree with you, champ. I absolutely agree. This song was a kick ass song. It was actually really good. It's still not better than Spoopy, but it's second for me. Mm -hmm. Like I do enjoy the fuck out of the song. It's really, really awesome to listen to. A lot of tempo changes, lots of good vibes, a lot of cool little guitar licks, cool transition moments. Uh, and I love this drummer. I don't remember what her name is. Yeah. But I think that she's really, like, smart. Like, I think that what she chooses to do in certain areas are things that I'm not expecting to happen, even if it's for a short period of Dude, time. Dude, and the bass tone, man. Did you hear that? I oh, love how, like, you have those... The middle, the second that verse. The second verse, yeah. The, yeah, the, second, the second verse, verse almost that- like a solo. <sighs> It's almost it's like so a bass solo awesome. going the whole time. Yeah, it doesn't really repeat yeah. very much. Like it's very, it's a very clever song, man. Like I thought that this was maybe like as impressed musically as again, Spoopy's awesome. But like for first listen, I was like, this was like really, really just a clever, smart song. And I think that like musician ears, it, it, it really, it really got me up. Like <laughs> it got my ears up. Yeah. I agree. I think it is more clever than Spoopy. Spoopy was just a badass fucking song. Well mixed, well produced. This one was also well mixed and produced, which I appreciate the fuck out of. But there's a lot of like musical nuance that's happening in this one. A lot more layers and stuff you can like lash onto. Like you listen to it one time, you hear something new every time. Exactly. You, know, you have a lot more going on. Drummer's name is Nagisa. Nagisa. Oh, yes. That's right. She killed it in this one. Yeah, you have Asaka as a guitarist, vocalist, and Serena is leader and a bassist. Yeah, and as always, I got to give the singer a little bit of uh, credit here, man, because she's like one of the few out there that are doing this music who just has a like natural rasp to her voice, and I, and I love that, man. That's cool. It's like so uncommon for like you know, especially in these Japanese female-led bands, to have that like natural raspiness at the end of their at the in their tone just coming out naturally without trying to push it you know what i mean like as much as i love like you know like mayu for example like she pushes it into the screen this girl never goes into the full screen she just has this natural rasp when she's getting louder and i think it sounds really cool and it adds like this sort of impact to their music that that doesn't exist in some other bands yeah see i want this as the direction for trident in my opinion, I really like how this song and Spoopy sound, and I wish they were along more in that genre. I know it's cool that they change genres and change things and everything, but part of me just wants them to lean into a sound to have their yeah. own unique pers- unique thing, kind of like kinda, Bandmate has your, hone their unique thing. Yeah, hone that. Sharpen you know? the edge of that weapon. Yeah, and I think they could be a force to reckon with, you know? I think they'd be able to fucking they would go places like just focus on one of those in my opinion they do naturally have like something that i think is is unique and i i I agree i agree like i think this is this may be like an unpopular opinion for some people 
out there because I, I diversity is a big thing, right? When it comes to music and like your music catalog, you don't want to sound the same all the time. But I have found like in my, you know, time going through the Japanese rock scene and stuff like that, that there's almost a little bit too much diversity in some of the bands for me where I want like I really like the first two tracks that drop off an album and I get the, and I listen to that album and I want to hear more of that. And there's only like one or two more on the album that sounds this, like this, that. I get what you're saying. This is what I want to say. This is what I consider. It's like this. Like if Bandmade plays a punk song, it still sounds Bandmade doing punk. Right. Mm -hmm. Like kind of like that vibe. Like Avenged Full came out with their new new album completely different than their other albums, but it still sounds like Avenged Full doing a different style. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's where Trident's at. They're just doing all these different styles and they're so amazing at it. Now it's time to have like, okay, this is the Trident sound. And then let's keep this Trident sound through whatever genres they're switching out through. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's kind of what mm -hmm. I mean, like in that way. I, I hear what you're saying. I think I might even for myself personally, take it a bit further where like, I think that it's even, you know, uh, here, here's my best example, right? I've been trying to get my buddy into Nemophila. He really likes, he loved Atabana, right? So he listened to Atabana. He was like, this is amazing. I love this song. Let's hear more. I didn't know what to show him next. I showed him Dissension. Wasn't a huge fan, right? I think I mentioned this last week. So I showed him a couple more songs. He didn't like Zen because it was too repetitive for him. Uh, he did not like Rise because it was too uh, pop punky for him, I guess. Uh, he, and he really liked the ones where they leaned into the metalcore aspect, right? But like mm. when we went through the tracks on their newest album, there's only like three metalcore songs on that album. Like there's a lot of other stuff. And for me, yeah. I love that because I'm cool with all those other genres that are in there. But for building like the new fans that like may have more specific interests, yeah. it's hard for them to wrap their hands or their head around multiple genres and on like a 12 song album. And, yeah, and that's sad with like what they're going to get from the band. You know? Yeah. And like not be disappointed when they listen to the next one. Yeah, and that's the thing with like Nemophila. I think it would have worked better if they did like a full album in a certain style. But the, the cool thing with Nemophila, though, is with Mayu there and all of them, honestly, but you know it's Nemophila no matter what they do. You know, it's they always have that flavor. But you're right. If they had like a consistent album, right, of a certain style, and then maybe on the next album they do something different, but it's all that something different in the second album, mm -hmm. you know, maybe. But then you get those fans that are like, I only like this album. Or I'd like separate it just a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like whatever your main focus is, because this is how I kind of feel about it. Like whatever your main sort of focus is in the music scene, like your genre that you kind of is the basis for what your band is. If you're going to have like, let's say a 12 song, a 12 song album, right? Like Maybe seven of those mm -hmm. tracks should be that. And then the other five do some stuff with, right? But if it's 12 song album and only four, four are that and the other eight are experimenting in different areas and it might be a little weird i'll say this about dreamcatcher too wave by the way i listened i watched a couple of your dreamcatcher reactions the other day oh, and yeah. i saw i saw that you reacted to the their their japanese one that was like the really heavy metal one like a couple months ago and oh, you're yeah. like holy shit I, I didn't know that they could do this it's so weird <laughs> right and i will say like i can say for them like they come out they drop their singles their singles are all rock heavy and then you listen to the rest of their album and there's a lot of experimental stuff uh going on on the b-sides where like i don't know if you are buying that album for that 
if this is the first time right, that you've heard yeah. from that that True. band. I guess it depends on the fans. There's going to be some fans that love the different uh, style of song. Like for me, Nemophila, I love that they do different genres all in one album. But yeah, I also realize I'm probably a minority in that. <laughs> well, yeah, like with them, if you're already a fan of a big variety of music, then I think you're just cool with it. But if you have like like Chance's friend, if he loves metalcore and that's you hear a song by them, it's what they really like, and then you hear all the other shit, you're like oh. Like I can yeah, see, I, like us, we listen to so song. much. We listen to so much stuff that yeah, I'm I'm down for whatever they do. But yeah, yeah. Pr- trying to bring someone else in who's very more specific in what they like, it, it would be hard to, it would be hard sell for most of the bands we listen to. Yeah, exactly. Like I listen to like all, all of the songs on the on the that album, right? Like yeah. I like yeah. the pop punk one. I like the ballad. I like style, which is like straight up a new metal song. Yeah, see, you know what I, I mean? Like, yeah, I make playlists where it goes from thrash to fucking hip hop to blues yeah. whatever i like hearing a bunch of different shit some people just want to listen to one thing right and, most and people I, too yeah most people exactly yeah. so so I'm, I'm again i'm not really talking for myself i'm talking for like what's going to appeal yeah. to the to the majority and i do think that like it's harder to get people in when the diversity in the tech catalog is that different from each other, which is why I do look back, you know, Alan, you're absolutely right. Like bandmade, no matter what they do, like how they kind of lean into a different genre or whatever, it still sounds like bandmade. It's still like a rock and roll song every time, you know? And um, yeah, cause I think that that's to- kind of important for them maintaining their identity. Yeah. Cause if you listen to world domination, right, it's a certain flavor for the entire album, but it's still bandmade right and then you have unseen world different it's completely different than world domination if you think about it it's totally yeah. way more techy and progressive the most really progressive hard rock but it's still bandmade like you still oh yeah this sounds like bandmade yeah, but those it's no weird because those albums you could you could blend those albums and they still sit well with like they still sit well with each other yeah but there's a definitely a specific sound to unseen oh, world yeah, and world yeah. domination yeah. um what's a oh, wow chemical reaction might be one that you could interchange maybe <laughs> like, <laughs> throw on world domination you could put uh, that song on any of their albums i think <laughs> oh what's the album after world domination i always forget the name of it for bandmade conqueror conqueror that has yeah. its own flavor too like yeah. there's this like different kind of like ambience going on in that album so but I wouldn't say that there's like, uh, you know, well, yeah, to an extent, but I, I think that there's a lot of songs in Conqueror World World Domination that you could probably flip flop back and forth oh, between yeah. the two of them. Yeah. <clears throat> Unseen World specifically, and the new the newest album, uh, I always forget what it's called, the one with Influencer on it. Uh, Unleash. Unleash. Yeah. They have they don't really sound like each other, and they definitely follow a similar vibe. But I will say, like with Unleash specifically, I almost got a little bit too much of that vibe where i i, I missed a little bit of the uh the part you don't know what you want world where you go from manners to i want something in the middle man i want something yeah, you know no, i want something in the middle you don't have a I middle you're middle. like your middle is just gone like we, we're so hard to fucking find your middle he's the champ of medium <laughs> he is the middle you're the champ of no middle <laughs> i think I'm the only voice that matters. How about that? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, but, but but man, but Batman's Batman's really good at at I think focusing on on a sound for an album and then like kind of adjusting it a little bit for the next album yeah, while still sure. maintaining that bandmate identity. And yeah. you know, and we're talking about album to album versus like song yeah. to song. Yeah, right? that's 
That's why I think it's so hard to find. It's so hard to find your sound like that. It, it, it's really impressive when bands pulled off, and uh, a lot of Japanese bands are so good at doing it. Like they have distinctive sounds, which is so awesome. There's so many of them because you got Bandmade, Namafila, Hanabie. Now you, you know, even Maximum Hormone has their distinctive sound. You know, Soken Inaru has a distinctive tone and sound, no matter what mm-hmm. they do. It's it's kind of crazy that there's so many bands that have a distinctive sound, which is really fucking impressive. You know, that can also be a catalyst for their downfall, though, where, like, you know, they end Shut up, up champ. too far into it. <laughs> Another album with this crap. They end up leaning too far into it, and then they're not uh, clever and right. creative anymore, and all you're hearing is that same thing over and over again. <sighs> for fuck's sake, champ. I mean, you gotta have some standards, Mute your brother. Mic. <laughs> you gotta have some standards in the world, okay? I think it's great. Because uh, I'm telling you. Argumentative. <laughs> Speaking of Nemophila, did you guys listen oh. to Sugar? Yeah. Oh fuck. Sugar? Yeah. Yeah. What about it? Why do you guys sound so freaking bummed out? Dude, I thought it was recorded slower when I was listening to him. Like, is this a slower tempo? What the fuck? So I had to go back and listen to the original, which I hadn't heard for a long time. And I'm like, okay, this is this is a weird. It's like a difficult song to tackle vocally. Because Serge is all over the goddamn place. And Mayu, as good as she is, doesn't have that kind of to quite the dynamic range that Serge Well, has, they have Serge and think. Darren singing at the same time, too. Well, Aaron, Darren throws out his stupid whiny fucking... I can't stand that, dude. <laughs> not, not, I don't know him personally, but everything I've seen with him, I can't stand his face or his voice. <laughs> his anyway. face or voice? Fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm being very critical. <laughs> God just, damn. It just irritates me immediately. Like, oh, it's a, <laughs> Bro, your face irritates me. <laughs> Didn't that happen with all of us with you too, Ryan? <laughs> Not consistently. Just yeah, before he met us, he was, he saw us pop up on YouTube and he was like, God, Ugh. it's their it's like, face. He's like, I hate their face. <laughs> so I don't, yeah. Yeah, that's what I did. So anyway, I, think, I mean, the original song is cool. I think they, they it was good, but I don't know. I think it was an it's a very hard pass for me, but yeah. I will say this: the mixes are way better on these covers. Yeah, that's all I got for positivity. I'm not. Did you, did you guys watch nice the say. live version? <laughs> I did not watch the live no. version. Oh, I know there was a live version. I did. No, I just. Well, I, I, I enjoyed respect... it. A lot. I respect Nemophila doing these covers because they're going to get a wider audience for it. True. But I will stick to their originals. They Like we sure. were just talking about, Nemophila, from what I can think of, probably has the most diverse catalog, you know, of the bands in our, in our, you know, yeah, on our radar. Yeah. They've, their last studio album was a, like, 90s tribute, you know? <laughs> Or right. early yeah. 2000s or whatever. And, and, uh, and Nemophila's hardcore fans like everything they do. <clears throat> I mean, they covered freaking Nickelback. <laughs> you know? I mean, and I that, like everything they do. I think everything that they've done outside of the covers in, in general, like everything that they've written originally is good. Yeah, I think they, yeah. they've never written a bad song. It's just a matter of how much does the genre that they're leaning into for that song appeal to you personally. But it's still quality sure, yeah. music, no matter what. The originals are awesome. I love the originals. 
I don't love their covers. And the craziest <laughs> thing is, and like, I don't like Ma Mayu is probably my favorite vocalist in the Japanese metal scene right now. Maybe just in the Japanese scene in general. I think Mayu is probably the one that I gravitate towards most. And I think that one of the parts that I don't like about the covers is that I feel like there's an emptiness that comes from like her vocals that's not there in the originals a lot of the time like I, I heard it a lot in the pantera one and i heard it more i mean on pantera oh yeah pantera the walk cover yeah, yeah um and then a little bit more in master of puppets and then this one again where this one i thought sounded better than those two at least but there's there's i don't know if it's the mixing mm. or if she needs something just to boosting her voice this or something what i think feels empty you know, like what the warning did with Enter Sandman, where they did a reimagined, like, kind of version, pretty much. I would like to see Nemophil do that. Maybe they should, like, if they took Sugar and just did it their way, like, yes. can't you stay close to the true, but just reimagine. I'm yes. really curious what they would do with something like that. Yes. Yeah. Some of their covers, I, I, in fact, I feel like a lot of the covers that they do, the thing that changes the song the most is her vocals. But I'm not even sure that that's necessarily like. Uh, 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 something that they're attempting to do. I think that that's just like what happens, but a lot of the rest of the songs stay pretty much identical to what the original sounds like, which I, I think that they're just so good. They could, they could be a little bit more, you know, go, take it a little bit more into their own vein. To be honest, I can't remember which originals I like. They do have some really good ones that I enjoy, but I can't, I can't remember, but I just Nem don't go Nemophila? back to their... Nemophila? Nemophila. Uh, uh, covers, I mean, sorry. Oh, oh, covers. Oh, covers. Yeah, some covers. <laughs> I said original. Yeah, I was going to say, oh. like, you don't remember any of the originals? Yeah, I hate this band. <laughs> no, I, I meant to say covers, my bad. Yeah, there, there's some covers I liked. I, I can't remember if it was a Lunacy cover. I think it was one of my favorites by them, if, I'm, hmm. if I remember correctly. But I never go back to listen to their covers, ever. Um, yeah. I just listen to the originals because I really like the original music. Because their originals are fucking awesome, bro. They're such great yeah. songwriters. That's the thing. Like they just don't. They're such good. Maybe this is the issue. They're such good songwriters that I feel like a lot of the songs that they're covering, those songs aren't as good as what they could possibly write. Yeah. So um, I feel like they're toning themselves. Dude. They're toning themselves down. They're making themselves like less good in order to do it. And I, yes. I just want to hear them be awesome. That is kind of I thing because like. It would be better for someone to discover them. I know covers can help extend your reach, but wouldn't you rather have that person here for the first time hearing your original music instead of hearing a cover and comparing it to the original? You know? So that's maybe another thing to consider with doing so many covers is maybe like you don't want that to be people's first introduction to your music. Yeah. The thing that does, though, is that, so that lets people know who their influences are so it'll true yeah. that'll be like i dig this band they obviously dig this band so let's check them out and you know they're gonna i mean somebody like fucking uh i can't think of the name of that band we were just talking about with surge what the hell is it system of a down, system of a down. <laughs> the chop suey band yeah i mean the, the chops they do a bunch of you know, they're all over the place too so i don't know i think i think it's good um as long as the covers are really good if they're like yeah, yeah. I don't go back and listen to them either, really. I'd love it, to hear it, them. Uh, do it's hard it. for me to. I gotta say this though. Like the thing that throws me off, I keep saying like, yeah, it should be make sure that cover like people that it's enjoyable, I guess, to a certain extent. But then people really love their covers, so I'm like, man, am I the only one that doesn't like them? Because sometimes I feel like that at certain moments. Because I've mentioned like not liking the covers. And a lot of fans, I get like backlash going like, this is awesome. This is amazing. And I'm like, it is like, <laughs> I, I just, 
don't understand it because I don't think it is. And it, I agree, it could hurt them from listening to more music by them. But yeah. at the same time, it could help, I guess. Yeah. But I agree with you, Wave. It could hurt them. That, that's I mean, kind of well. That's the point I'm making is people tend to form their entire opinion about you on first impressions. So if their yeah. first impression is comparing you to an original artist, then they've decided ah, I don't like that band. If they yeah. have the first impression where they hear your amazing original music, then they're going to be like, holy crap, I got to hear more of this. Yeah, but the question yeah. becomes, are they going to hear your original music if they had never heard that cover in the first place? Because yeah. how, hey, how many people have not heard of Nemophila, right? And how much, how much kind of, uh, how much did they get themselves out there by doing the covers? Because I would argue that that got way more eyes on them than they ever would have gotten sure. by just doing originals. Yeah, true. Yeah. I think like I'm not saying baby there's a metal. right or wrong. I'm just saying why it might bite them in the butt sometimes, you know? It could, mm -hmm. and I think it has. I 100% I believe there's some people that discovered them from maybe one of the originals and decided not. You know what I mean? Probably the biggest one that got them fans that I've heard mentioned the most is Maximum Hormone Baby Metal. When those two covers are mentioned, they're like, that's how I discovered them, Aphila. I haven't really heard anyone go, oh, I discovered them from the Nickelback cover. <laughs> you know? or So I haven't seen any fans. And if you are one of those fans, let us know. If you're listening on Spotify, go to YouTube, drop a comment. Let us know if you discovered them through any of these other covers, like System of Down, Metallica. Because I would be curious to see if any of those covers uh brought them fans well you know what i would have if i had heard one of those first let's say like the nickelback one right uh i think i would have thought just hey this is cool an all-girl japanese band doing like a a male band from the west that's that's cool like you know i probably would have wanted to listen to something else out of them i don't know if that ever would have turned me off personally but i guess if you're like the type of person that's like a hardcore metallica fan let's say right and you heard their master of puppets puppets cover before you heard anything else because you were just looking up metallica content and you went eh, this ain't for me you might never give them another try like you're saying if i if somebody showed me that system down song first i would have never listened to him i would have stopped yeah right there Okay, like so that. this is what's interesting is I really enjoyed their cover. <laughs> <I'll show you>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Tell us more, Wave. I I just got so much joy and I don't know I I've been a okay, so System of Down was the first rock band I ever heard. So I'd I've never really taken them super seriously. Like, to me, they're just hilarious to listen to because their composition style, like, they do talk about a lot of serious topics, but it's also, like, very, like, a goofy way of composing music that they have. So I felt like Maya was leaning into that absurdity and that goofiness of the song, you know, because well, it's a song about cocaine, right? But, like, it's just such an absurd song that... When he, when I heard Mayu singing that and trying to like replicate Serge's vocals, it just made me giggle and made me, you know, because it's, I felt like she was leaning into the absurdity and just, it, it wasn't to be taken super seriously. It was just having fun. So I was giggling the whole time and, you know, Saki and, and, um, Hazuki trading off doing the sugars, I thought was really cute. And from that perspective, I, I get it. I can totally enjoy it for that. I 100%.
Yeah, and I think a lot of those are, you know, they don't really take themselves too seriously in any of these videos. I think they were, you know, them dressed up as freaking Pantera, you know. (laughs) Obviously, we're not supposed to... We're not supposed to take it completely seriously. And I think that a lot of this is just them like, hey, we know how to play this song. Like, let's record it while we do it. It'll be a fun little thing to do. So I'm with you. I think ultimately for me, I think that it's a good promotional tool. I think it's probably helped them more than it's hurt them. Uh, I obviously can't back that up with anything. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious. That's what I'm saying, guys. Leave us a comment. I'm curious to see who has discovered them through covers or original music and how it happened. So if you're listening, drop us a comment on the YouTube video so we know. It'd be interesting to talk about this again next Sunday after we get that like feedback in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're awesome. Listen, they're awesome. I just I, I I like their cover. I like their originals better than the covers every single time. Hey, that's how did how you they guys just it, right? <laughs> How did you guys discover them? I I discovered them because of dissension. Dissension. What about you guys? Uh, it was a, a request for me, and it was uh, Monster Monsters. Mm. The first one I heard live. I I think it was. I think it was a lot. It was a live stream, but the audio was fucked up, so it was kind of overdubbed with the studio. Mm. So yeah, it wasn't. I don't think it was live, but it was enough. Where I was like. What the hell is this? They had the synth in it and stuff, like nothing, very, not very like the different usual stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, this is really cool, and I just and it, yeah, it just went from there. What about you, Wave? You remember the first Nemo song you heard? Uh, I'm just checking. You're going through. Thankfully, your there's a record of it. Yeah, because I, I don't remember. I mean, oh, I remember. Trooper. So it was what? a cover, the Trooper, Iron Maiden. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, people were requesting covers for me for a while before I actually checked them out. But I, uh, I jumped into Dissension, and I just like I'll never forget, you know, hearing Dissension for the first time. Yeah, I was like, "This is this is amazing!" Like, this is I didn't know that people were still making this music, uh, you know, new music that sounds like this in like 2020 or whatever. And I also didn't know that they could be like hot chicks doing it. So I was like, "This <laughs> well, is here- crazy." Here's some uh, little fun facts about them. Iron Maiden, the Trooper, is their biggest video on YouTube. 3.4 million views. And their second video is Dissension with 2.2 million views. So, I mean, that's saying something. I'm I'm guessing uh, the Rise is probably coming up on on those two, I would assume, because I saw that one. No, no, actually, no. Their third biggest video with 2 million views is X-Japan cover. Hmm. Are so, the next bunch like a bunch of covers before we get to no, the next No, and then original? after that, it's an original with Rat. Uh, how do you say it? Red, Red, ready? Right, 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 Yeah, that's with 1.7 million views. I like this because it's uh, cover, original, cover, original. Yeah. And then guess what? In fourth, um, uh, fifth place, it's Maximum the Hormone cover mm. with 1.7 oh, million right. views. So it looks like covers probably play a pretty big part in it. Yeah. But this is a good mix, though. And number six, we got Orion, um, or or how you say it, Orion, uh, which is which is original with 1.5 million views. And then um, in seventh, we have Iron Maiden with Aces High cover with 1.3 million views. So I like this little mix between yeah, it literally goes music. back and forth each time. Yeah, that that's yeah. awesome for them. Like, and then Princess Princess was nine, and then and their tenth spot was Monsters. So clearly, they're, they're what they're doing is working. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. In the end, you're not, you're not gonna get everyone on the first try. Hopefully, you keep doing it. They'll come around again. Yeah, I, just, I, I think about that all the time. Like, 
how many stupid videos I have up on YouTube, like how many people visit my channel and see a really annoying video from me. And they're like, I hate this guy. <laughs> and then they never <laughs> give me a chance again. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Before we move on, you guys listen to uh, Mizuni Yukikusa or Toronoko Rami. I'll get mentioned them before we move on. I mean, are those, I don't, you so said you things that could have been anything. So you did not listen to that it. Was Wait, on, did you? Are, 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 are you asking? Yeah, the, I, I listened to the second thing that you put up, which what was that? What was that one called? Was it I just Tor- don't remember the Tor- titles. You're saying Tor- them Nokorami. as if like that sounds familiar. Well, Toro Nokorami, I think, was the second one, which I've been talking about the- them for a while. Yeah. Oh, yes, that was the one I had already heard. I think that was actually the first song I'd heard by them. That's why I was like, what the heck? Didn't I listen to this? Okay, yeah. Uh, So I've I've talked about them a lot. The other one was uh, Mizuni Ukikusa, which is a newer band I've discovered, and I really, really dig. And if you like Sokuninaru, check them out, because they're a little kind of like Sokuninaru, but at about 75% speed and aggression. Okay. So yeah, okay. the same kind of kind of uh, bass. It's a very bass led music, but they, it's really cool stuff. Yeah, that so. was a really interesting sound with like the stereo guitar work and everything. Yeah. Mm. Right, yeah. I want to talk. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead, Ryan. No, I mean, Alan. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm going to put the playlist Trevor. for the songs that we reviewed and talked about right now for you all. Um, yeah, and also, cool. we have a um patreon where we did do a reaction to a song which we talked about what was called hey something hey smith was the name of the band say my name say my name uh yes yeah Uh, i want to talk about that second song though ryan that the the sos one yeah i loved it man i loved it i thought it was so good yeah like her vocal style is really uh, i i mean the video looked cool too but like the actual song itself I don't know. There was something about, especially the pre-chorus, whatever the, they were doing in the pre-chorus, like really yeah. just sold me. Um, there was a lot of cool elements to that. I wasn't expecting it. So I'm sorry I'm if glad I had to uh, hear that, dude, I, I listened, listened like seven songs before we started yeah. this. So I'm yeah. trying to remember exactly what everything else, but I'm pulling this back up now. And this was out of the songs, all the songs that we listened to. This was my second favorite, yeah, uh, right, right behind Trident. I thought that this was amazing. Uh, I would love to talk more about it, but I I don't remember exactly what I loved about it, except that her vocals were really, really cool, and she's got a ton of charisma. Hell yeah. And this this is a band that whatever song you pick by them, you're going to get that, you know? And there's some interesting solo work going on. There's there's always interesting... The musical aspect is always just interesting to listen to. If you want to know more about them, I have an interview that I have on my channel. Which oh, I'm gonna, cool. I'm going to bring up parts and put oh, on Gaijin Guys. But it's a 20 minute long where I send them my questions and they answered them in video. So really cool. The group's really cool and they're super fun. So yeah, if you like that, champ, you probably grab another song and check it out. They're really cool. Yeah, it was. Oh, you know what I was thinking of? It reminded me. Okay, so I listened to this right after uh, the Atara Shigako song, the Tokyo Calling song. And uh, my first thought was, 
this reminds me more of Atari Shigako that I've heard in the past than the new Atari Shigako song. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> and where I was just like, oh, this I'm getting a, I'm getting AG vibes right here. I didn't get that out of uh, the actual AG song. Though. That's so, funny. <laughs> but but yeah, they had the cool little guitar lick in the middle of the for the verses, and there was it was just like an overall like had that jazzy sort of like bouncy feel to it. Uh, here and there it was just a cool song man cool cool bands definitely worth uh checking out another song oh yeah yeah i so i originally reacted to this song on september 20th i guess and dude i'm curious to know what alan thinks of the mix for this song because it to me it just sounded so good the way are we talking about the sos one Yeah. yeah That was my favorite one out of the two. Yeah. Uh, that was fucking phenomenal. I love the bass tone. Again, it's another song with amazing bass tone, just like the Trident one. That I was like, I love it when it fills up the spectrum. I thought the mix was really good. And I've heard this band before because they have a music video, right? I yeah. think that was my first one that I heard. Somebody had requested it, and it was badass. So it was so cool to check out another song, a second song by them. And I enjoyed it. I actually like this more than the music video. That I heard, I think. I think I like this one a lot more, the way they did ah. it. But the way that they mixed it with the guitar tone, I like how they're just complementary to each other with the bass being bass being so thick and it kind of kept the guitar tone thin. So like you need yeah. both of them together to get that nice mix. And yeah. it, it sounded really good to me. Well, music he plays strats almost like most of the time is like strats, single coils, which works well with the bass having that yeah, you know, broad spectrum of tone to it. I was wondering why I was I was hearing some Blink One Eight Two in there. And I was going, "What is that? What? He's why do I hear some Blink One Eight Two? Yeah, it was the, it was exactly. It was Tom's fucking uh, guitar. Uh, but yeah, no, it, great song. I, I agree with Alan. I think that was uh, that was the top the top of the list for all the stuff that we listened to today. Right. I was right. So apparently, that's the band that uh, you admitted that I was right about your love for punk the first time that you listened to them. Uh... <laughs> That was a uh, Aberina town, actually. Was Aberina oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm just leading the chat. But this, <laughs> re- the this chat. reinforces it. <laughs> because the more I listen to him, I'm like, oh, shit, this is just, yeah. It's never it's just punk. It's, it's, it's always punky. a lot more, you know, yeah. You got to listen to the best in the genre, right? Like, there's always going to be a that. band in a genre that you're not a fan of. That's going to be just amazing. Some people just do punk right. Not only that, but like the most popular one is often not the best one, right? So we're kind of like forced into hearing the most popular one first. And you go, oh, that's not for me. But if you would have heard the most creative one first instead, then maybe you would have liked that genre from the beginning. I see for me, like a good punk song has like amazing bass tone. So like when I hear a song like this and it's just like a fucking, you get two of them too, by the way, you get a nice, beautiful, distorted, thick bass tone in the beginning. And in the middle, you get that cleaner one, which mm. is fucking awesome. Because um, I remember, like, when I discovered AFI when they were a punk band, um, it was shut your mouth and open your eyes. And I remember, like, the bass is so fucking good in it. Mm-hmm. It's like doing leady stuff all throughout the chords. And that's what this kind of reminded me of, like, going back to that that vibe, but a little less guitar actually, because they let the bass breathe and stuff with the drums yeah. and everything. <clears throat> oh. mm, I'm yeah. glad you guys, I'm glad you guys dug it, man. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. I didn't have a chance. I didn't have a chance to check out the second song. I missed it in the playlist for some reason. I'm sorry. Right? <laughs> if you like bass tone, Mizunyuki Kusa is like fucking monstrous yeah. bass tone. But I think uh, Peter Lim just he just saw uh, Toronoko Rami like last night or within the last couple of days. He's got a picture of him up on uh, the 
the ex, I believe. So mm. I don't know. I don't know if he got a chance to talk to him or not. He got a picture with them, so he at least got to meet him. So I'm a little jealous about. Mm. And that's Peter Lim from Main News Network, if you right. guys are wondering where to find those pictures and stuff. It, sh- it should be over there, right? <clears throat> Probably. Yeah. All right. Go check it out for Yeah, yourself. man. These these guys, these are bands that we all picked a couple songs of music that we really liked out of the last week or whatever, and we just shared them with each other so we can kind of... Uh, it's stuff... I think some bands that we're really listening to don't get mentioned or they get mentioned in passing, and uh, you guys can check out this playlist, and, you know, I think it's bands that we would all like you guys to check out. Mm, is, yeah. I think, the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is like a new segment that we're going to be starting doing. We're just be talking about music and what we think about songs a little bit more detail. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, bandmade news, Ryan. Bandmade news. I know we just had Miku letter. I think that's the only yeah, thing. Yeah, we I got a letter up, from but... Miku. Um, so they have one show left on their on their tenth anniversary tour at Yokohama, the big one, the one we've. I've been waiting for, and there's, I know there's a lot of people from here going to that show, you bastards. I'm happy for you. <laughs> so happy for you. Um, so there was a letter for the fans from Miku, and uh, let's see. Finally, the 10th anniversary tour has only one more show left at Yokohama Arena. This tour has been intense, and the days have been fast. Starting it from Kumamoto my hometown with two hours with two tours in the u.s in between and here we are today um yeah they still basically can't believe they're still going to play yokohama arena but then she goes on to say we are steadily preparing for yokohama arena and the set list is and she puts a bunch of pose in there teasing <laughs> not telling uh, stories. and there's also <laughs> po, po, po. so well it's going to be really tremendous okg so uh what are they going to do they've dropped five new songs for us five yeah, right, I've right. heard some people have been able to hear it already. Uh, yeah, I've heard that too. Somebody not confirmed. Not confirmed. Not confirmed. I will say their last playlist they did at Nagoya Diamond Hall. They didn't play uh, "Go Easy" or "Brightest Star." They've been changing up their setlist a lot, but they did play uh, "Maggie" and "Shambles." Brought back Rock and Me. What else? Are some other Dilemma, Catharsis, Page. They went real big in the Conqueror. Their shows, they, they're really keeping it a lot different show to show. They want each one to be special. That's awesome. Uh, did you see? Anything That's probably else? really refreshing for them to be able to just like change it up so much. Yeah. It never gets boring. You just And frustrating it. for us. Like, no, oh, man. man. Well, that's why you got to go to every show. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. <laughs> Don't miss one. She says, I'm going to deliver, to deliver the biggest kurupo to you all. I mean, has anyone ever said moi moi at Yokohama Arena before? Let's <laughs> all mark this historic moment together. <laughs> so I'm excited, man. There's got to be some news of, I hope it's an album. I hope it's an album. Dude, I was, I was watching... Um... Michelle, the guitarist, just posted her her review of the one of the California concerts from August, and yeah. I was just getting so nostalgic and like, man, I want to go to a bandmade concert. 
yeah it feels like such a long time ago that we did that yeah i wish we could just do it like every weekend (laughs) so it seemed like it was happening for a while yeah yeah so that's that's it man they got their their final big show for the 10th anniversary tour and uh i i don't think there's a lot of seats left for the okama arena so i don't know if it's gonna be sold out it's gonna be damn close hope so that's that's a, that's seventeen thousand people, man. That's yeah. awesome. All right. Um, I just want to say, guys, with that playlist, that's a good idea. I mentioned that in the chat about posting it. We'll post it in Discord when uh, Wave uh, was so nice and put it together for us, and what you can get yeah. that listed definitely before the podcast, uh, so you guys can check it out before we talk about it. That'd be pretty cool. It's a good yeah. idea. <clears throat> awesome. All right, top ten. You want to top ten talk about an IPA? Oh shit! We have all the quick news. Sorry, yeah, yeah go for it. News. Yeah, go for it. Quick news, quick news. Uh, so, is this a shared? Like, is there two different covers? So the Hanabi part is the back cover, and okay. Bay Metal is the front cover. That's but freaking it's pretty awesome, badass. dude. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. So it's it's headbang. Uh, volume forty has Hanabi and Baby Metal on their covers. That's great. That's Man. fucking awesome. Hanabi? Yeah, yeah. there's a there's a whole ass uh, interview in there uh, for Hanabia. If you wanna if you wanna read it, they have a lot to say. About yeah, it's a long interview. You know yeah, what really they what they feel like kicked off their career, like you know, and like where they're heading in the future and stuff like that. I also find it hilarious that uh, when you translate it, they think that the name of the band is Flower Chill. Yeah. Which, <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's yeah. worth reading if you really like the band. She, they, they, she has a lot to say. Yeah, that band's gonna blow up, man. Even yeah. further, they're doing so well. Yeah, they they, I think of all the bands that I've um I'm aware of, like they've had the most astronomical rise since I started reacting to them. <laughs> mm. It's all because of you. Yeah, I'm taking a hundred percent credit. I'm just kidding. I I think it's me. It's both. Same with Arthur Ashigako. They start getting 27 million views after I put a few videos up, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> or they could just be super talented and catchy. Well, let me ask you, what is what is the appeal versus the appeal of uh, why is this one specifically catching on more in the West than, uh, yeah, than a lot of the other ones? TikTok, uh, man. Yeah, well, TikTok, yes, but TikTok all the bands are on TikTok. The question is, why on TikTok is this one succeeding? Well, because it has a lot of anime kind of references to it. You know, a lot of uh, it's like in that culture, like there's a huge fan base for kind of that like anime style. And that's what they're being kind of lumped up with, you know, um, as a band. It's like, oh, this is like, I mean, you could even see it in the fucking shirt designs. You know, it's like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like that style that people like or whatnot. <clears throat> Um, but I, I would was, argue that like Bandmade, for example, does the same thing. Like, in fact, they even had like anime characters for their last music. But video. it's not in the same way that they're promoted. You know, like it's even in their music videos, very out there, you know, like it has a story to it. Right. All these music videos and stuff. I think that's why it's going over well in the West. I'm not right entirely sure. But um, I know when talking to Vicky, she's like, it follows like she said, like the weave culture is what she told me like it and she thinks that's why it's doing well kind of like um what happened with uh lady beard and his group um 
what was the name of it? I fucking can't remember. Baby when they Beard? first came up. Yeah. No, not Baby Beard. His uh, prior thing. Lady why Baby? it took off. Yeah. When it, why it took off so big in the beginning. Um, of course, until they like separate and stuff. <laughs> kind of like that vibe. <clears throat> mm, interesting. I don't know. We've. Well, and it's very unique chance, music, like, though. Out of the out of all the bands that are that we could say were similar, why is it them that's that's kind of taken off? Hopefully, they bring a lot more people to other to a lot of the bands. I think they will. Is there a band similar to them? What that's would you guys? I, that's the point I was making my way to is that they are they are very unique. I don't think yeah. there's you can point out oh it's an it's animated, but other than that, you know nobody has a vocalist that sounds like Matsuri. Right, yeah. but are they <laughs> but are they not all unique? Like, is Gatrix been not unique? You know, mm, like is. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I feel like all these individual bands are really unique in their own right, right? But for whatever reason, the Hanabia, they are appealing specifically. And Alan might have a really good point there. It might be the weeb culture that's, like, really sucking people into it. Because well, they're they're very colorful, and they've definitely got, like, anime presence to them. Yeah, and you got to remember, they're getting a young audience. They're attracting a young audience yeah. right out the gate, yeah. which is the best thing you could do. Is attracting mm-hmm. young audience because they're going to grow up with the with the band, um, which is always kind of key, you know. Well, and they they're always like they're it's always like a playful demeanor. The clothes they wear, you know, they're not trying to look tough or sexy or whatever. They're just wearing. I mean, I don't know what the fuck they're wearing half the time. <laughs> it's pretty goofy, yeah. shit. Uh, but it's you know, but then you know their performances. I, I think this tour shit, man probably got a lot of people got eyes on them and when and the they, mu- go yeah dude they go heavy they go freaking heavy yep There's exactly a- that was, i was gonna say that with you ryan yeah like they don't look tough but they're tough as fuck <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's a word that uh gets thrown around on twitter all the time nowadays that people just absolutely love and it is the word unserious and i feel like it, it really i mean it would apply to them you know what i mean like because as much as like everything that they do is talent driven mm-hmm. and heavy and cool but they also just don't take themselves that seriously especially in those music yeah. videos man and people want to have some fun when they're listening to music a lot of the time they don't they're, necessarily want to have to be thinking deep yeah. about everything even they're when their very, messages are deep they're still having fun with it yeah the videos are great dude their videos are really really good i think that's probably a big part like when with uh pardon me i have to go that video was just clever man and some of their like uh oh gosh what was the one after that the one that's playing right now it'll be the gal yeah that song that's that's a weird fucking song dude they're all (laughs) really weird all their songs are weird as shit bro and then look (laughs) at this too you know because you remember their first blow up was we love sweets that was like the first video that got reactors onto them so like their number one video is part of me with 4.6 million and then 2.2 million for we love sweets you know so they're two songs that like really put them on the map and it's so it's cool to see it in number three. We got Be the Gal with 1.2 million. That's insane for a weird song like that. Yeah. And it's super catchy too, though. That course is really catchy. It is. But even, like, even for them, like just listening to it, like the video I loved immediately. And, but yeah. just even compared to their songs, it's just an odd song, which is, it's cool mm-hmm. to have something that odd be that popular. That's why I'm so convinced. That's why I always ask it the question, you know, because it's just like, I just, you know, you kind of, when you're trying to show somebody something new or something, you know, you kind of try to, 
meld their wor world in with yours first, right? Like you open, you crack the window before you throw them all the way outside. And I feel like Hannah B.A. just throws you outside right, right through that window, right? Like there's no like leaning into it. It's just crazy. So I would expect it to be harder for a lot of people to catch on. But maybe this is just where we are right now where people just are looking for something that's different that's Maybe. fun and catchy but not boring and that they are not boring you know what i mean and like maybe this is just what the world has been waiting for maybe it's just the sheer <laughs> the sheer separation of what they look like and what they sound like dude the, when yeah. Kina looks like she's a cute with her little cute hat and then she just, <laughs> just rips your goddamn face off with the crops dude it's just so awesome so I agree with that yeah. in theory, but then I would say that there are like other bands that are like that, right? Like that are there like are. Ba like baby metal. I mean, like, oh. yeah, no, but baby metal is not, not scre screaming. They're not no, screaming. but it's a, no, scene. but conceptually speaking, right? Like you no, see the no, cute no, no. girls. Wait, 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 let me finish. You see the cute girls up front, right? They're doing their cute girl thing, but then you get this super heavy ass band in the background doing heavy ass shit. Which so it's the same sort of, of like. It's yeah. not the same. It's not the same. It's well, definitely different. It's the, I'm not saying it's the same. I'm just saying that, that conceptually, <sighs> the idea is there. You're taking something cute. It's kawaii metal. You're taking something yeah. fucking cute, and you're mixing it with something super fucking heavy. But they're not yeah. the first band that's done that. I mean, Nemophil is cute as shit, too. I'm just saying it's, no, but it's, not, it's I'm not arguing with you. I'm, okay. I'm just no, saying I'm in saying, general. <laughs> with them, though, it's the... With baby metal, it's the girls up front in the band. With this, it's all in one person. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's right. But uh, okay, so screaming. so I guess my argument would be like, why isn't like Gatrick Spin, for example, who also does really catchy music and can get really heavy, um, and they're consistent. cute. They're a lot less consistent. That's with their different. Sound. It's like a different too much variety. With with Gatrick Spin, you you don't know what the fuck you're gonna get. Like they're a lot less consistent. They're amazing, and I love them. But you can't with Hanabi. You kind of know you're going to get a little bit of uh, what you expect to hear from them in like every song with gotcha spin, they can go way the fuck right way the fuck left. And you don't. So I think their, their diversity in their music is what maybe keeps them. Hanabi is easier to follow compared to Godric spin song. Also for the younger generation that likes just something that fucking headbang to. And just like not really think too much about what's happening, just there to have a good time, like you were saying. Godric spin makes your head spin. <laughs> like hit some songs, you're like, um, yeah, you gotta sit there and think about it, you know. Okay, so why them over Nemophila? They're just Popu different. It's a different wise. look. Nemophila's a whole different look. They're they're an example of a band that's getting big because of they're doing the whole cover marketing and doing their originals, you know. And I think they still they have a good audience. That's a bad one to compare to because they're doing great. They're also blowing up in their own respect. You know, yeah, but they, they, I mean, they utilize the whole TikTok aspect of it too, which we haven't really seen that with Nemophila. Yeah. Well, I was asked specifically like, marketing, you know? Yeah. I was asked specifically about the West because I think that Nemophila is doing well in their own right also, but they're not really, they haven't really, it's a different look really though. caught on over here. Yeah. I remember the, the anime whole like weeb culture thing is really big in the West. And Nemphil doesn't line up with that like Hanabi does, you know. And like mm -hmm. I said, I'm going based off like just what I know from, you know, hanging out with Vicky and doing those conventions and stuff. We were talking about it. And when, and that's what she was mentioning. She's like, it just fits it perfectly. So when they did a TikTok thing, it just blew them up. And Nemphil doesn't do that. It's a whole different thing, you know. Nemphil is going the YouTube route, and which is still working for them also. But TikTok can really 
expedite make that ex expedited with the younger crowd you know because most of the young crowd is on tiktok Mm -hmm. And you know how it is when you're young at school and you're showing all your friends, you know, older people like we're not around. We're not going to school, meeting up with all of our friends <laughs> every day to show off the video. You know, um, I think that has uh, a component with it or whatnot. Sure. Yeah. It's different. I thought Champ was going to say something back to that. No, no, no. I mean, I, I, I agree in theory. Like, like I said, I'm just asking the questions and saying what you guys have to say about it. Cause I do wonder, you know, like what specifically, cause, cause listen, we're talking about, we're, we're getting very specific about it now, right? Like this is the specific reason, right? Like, but like if we're talking in a more general sense and more uh, wide open sense, like I think that there are other bands out there that are like really talented that are also doing we're cute, but we're also heavy and uh these the Hanabia has managed to find a, a very like they've garnered more fans doing that concept uh quickly than a lot of other ones did i so just I don't just, think nemophila is the same concept as Hanabia. i'm not saying all. it's the same concept bro like you're that's you're, what you're, you kind of said i'm not no you're <laughs> putting not. these things together i'm not saying that bro <laughs> like i'm saying that they're both cute girls doing heavy ass music right like that's all i'm saying and like I think that their specific uh their look, Hanabi, I, I agreed with you. I think that they they move more towards that like anime route where like you're probably right. A lot of people are probably grabbing onto that. It's, it's <clears throat> utilizing a market, and I think Hanabi just did it better. Yeah, and I think that they're being promoted in a different way. Yeah. Like like Alan said, like the, I think never feel it gets promoted more as like we're a metal band, I guess. But then like I, I guess I, I look at like something like style, right? Like the style music video, where I feel like you know that looks kind of like a Hanabia video. You know, like that could have gotten over just as well if they had promoted themselves the same way that Hanabia did potentially, because it is you know you get the rap flow on there, you could dance to it. It's metal. It's a bunch of cute girls in colorful outfits. Like it's not. Yeah, but that next, crazy to compare those two. No, but the next song doesn't sound like that. That and that's where I was kind of going with this. Like Hannah B. A. does seem like they stick more consistently to their sound throughout the course sure. of the album. This goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the podcast, right? Like how much diversity do you have in your own catalog on each album specifically? And maybe Hannah B. A. is sticking closer to their specific sound throughout the course of that album. That's making it easier for people to grab onto it. Yeah, when you like that song, you go listen to the album and like, yeah, this is this is in the same same wheelhouse. Sure. All right. Okay. What do we well, got I don't freaking know. You don't know? <laughs> Luna C resurrects legacy with re-recordings of albums Mother and Style. Re-recording. Uh, Visual K Pioneer Lunacy unveiled the re-release of two genre-defining albums, Mother and Style, due November 29th, nearly three decades since the original versions. All 21 songs have undergone rigorous rearrangement for a modern take on the classic repertoire. Multi-Grammy-winning producer Steve Lillywhite, known for his work with bands like U2 and Talking Heads and The Killers, takes helm at re-recording every note from scratch. Interesting. Uh, I don't know, man. I've heard a lot of Lunacy that I really like if i'm honest i don't know if re-recording them I, uh what i have heard from them is is usually older stuff and it's pretty dated so maybe this will freshen up what they have 
I wonder oh, yeah. if they're going to actually change the sound of the, the songs or if it's just like a remix. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I mean, this, they're re-recording everything, so that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, nice to bring your stuff into the modern times, but I, it would be cool if they like, you know, would make some adjustments to the songs too. I guess. I don't know. I don't really know enough about their music to be honest to to, to know what if they even did change anything going forward. All right. Nocturnal Bloodlust takes the throne with Single Kingdom. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys heard of Nocturnal Bloodlust? Heard of? Yes. I had not. This is my first uh, time hearing about them. Kings of evolving their sound, and they have done it again with their new Single Kingdom, accompanied by stunning new visuals and a neon fever dream of a music video. So, maybe something to check out. Nocturnal Bloodlust. All right. Yeah. Every anytime you like, if you look up like uh, you know Japanese metal bands, you know top Japanese metal bands on Google, they come up like every time, which is I've always been surprised by because I've never heard anybody talk about them. Like you know, I've never heard anybody request them on my channel or anything like that either. We I've talked about them in the past. Um, they're a pretty heavy band. They're 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 like a heavier side, maybe a little bit of metalcore in it. I can't remember exactly. Was, Eric and I have react to a lot of their stuff. Uh, Nocturnal Bloodlust. Can't remember if they were on tours here in the state. I'm probably confusing them with the Acme band. <clears throat> it's along that style of music. Cool. They sound like they should be like heavy ass grindcore music with that name and Eternal Bloodlusts. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that's an interesting point. Glenn made re recordings a way to get out of record contracts for copyright. Like yep. Taylor Swift oh, did true. the mechanical yeah. rights. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that that yeah, I'm sure that there's more to it than just being able to re-record it and then like you on the IP. But I, I, I'm sure that that's part of it too. Right. Well, I think like like uh, the artists will own the song itself, but the labels will own the actual recording. So if you make a new recording, then you own all of it. Right because they did the the labels didn't own that song to begin with they only owned that recording that you had originally made yeah but if you sell your your discography like uh katie perry did recently then she could she can't even re-record those songs right because she doesn't own the intellectual property to the sound yeah dude she did that isn't that crazy it sold her whole discography man man she must she be will, she won't have struggling. to do anything else ever if she doesn't want to <laughs> I guess that's the, that's why people do it. It was actually yeah. she sold it for an undervalued price, though. People people were expecting her to get a lot more. How much? I don't remember the exact number, <clears throat> but uh, I that's just know wild. that people were like, "Oh, that's kind of crazy that that's all she got." <laughs> um, but it is, you know, I guess <laughs> that's the world that we're living in now. Because like some some somebody else did that on uh, Spotify, right? They, they like uh, like last year or something, like an old school like '80s guy. I don't. Damn. I wish I could remember this, but people have been selling their entire discographies to these to these uh, streaming companies and these labels and stuff like that. And a lot of old timers, Neil Young and yeah, Neil Young did, and who else? Bob did Bob Dylan do it? Somebody, one of these, like I kind of. I don't people, think like, this is who I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to think of this too, but um, it's Why? it's. I mean, because you get a yeah, you get a big it's, chunk of money. Money's the at only once. goddamn reason, dude. Money. I mean, you're talking about like really what what's the like if you keep if you keep it right like you keep promoting yourself you keep marketing that music and you could keep making the money that's coming out of like the royalties and stuff like that 
uh, and you could lease your stuff out. Uh, that's which is, by the way, if I were a famous uh, musician, that's what I would do. I would be constantly leasing my music out instead of ever selling it. You know, let people have it for five. Here, I'll sell this to you for five years and I get it back at the end of that, you know, for less money because the people do that, too. But like if you're going to do yep. if you're going to sell your entire thing, I mean, it's gone. It's over. So you're, you're doing that like it's like, you know, yeah, write something a, else. And you hope that people still give a shit, right? <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's your move. But you're selling it to make your life easier by saying, now I don't have to deal with any of this bullshit. I'm going to get one big lump sum of, sum of money. I'm going to have this for the rest of my life, hopefully. Right. And you don't have to do any more work for it. But would you guys do that? Scary move. Hell no. Not in million years. If like I was million. 75 years old. And I could get two hundred million dollars for it. Sure. <laughs> if I'm tw- if I'm thirty years old, forty, and still like writing stuff, probably not. I mean, it. it I don't know. It depends on how. Sh- if if you're just ma- planning on moving forward and you can sell your catalog for twenty million dollars or thirty, and you're just going to write new music, you know, I don't know. I mean, if you don't have to worry about like basic necessities anymore if, if, you're, nice. if you're if you're a band who <laughs> relies on their old music to remain relevant then that'd probably be a bad idea true <laughs> yeah if true, yeah but those those are the bands that are they're probably going to get an offer to buy their fucking catalog right mm. um, yeah I, i'm with you Katie there. Perry, she's sense. not very she's not very freaking old to be doing that shit dude that's kind of that is kind of crazy but, that's why i was the most surprised because you still hear her shit you know, yeah. like you still you walk into Walmart and you're going to hear, baby, I'm a firework, right? Like it's, you're going to hear that shit still. It's not yeah. like it's completely out of the zeitgeist. So well, I was really is, surprised when I read Yeah. That. I mean, if she makes more music, I mean, I don't know. I mean, she doesn't have to. It'd be funny to me if she just disappeared and just went and lived a life of luxury and was like, fuck you guys. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Thanks for the money. <laughs> Sounds like so that's what Demi she... Lovato's trying to do. So Katy Perry reportedly sold uh, her music catalog for two hundred and twenty-five million. Holy shit! That's it. That's yeah, it. There's, there's, <laughs> that's all. The reason why. <laughs> yeah, that's not a lot, guys. And yet, know. but but yet still still undervalued. Because how much money it's do you a think? Quarter those... billion. Jesus. Yeah, but, you know, some of these Dude. artists are billionaires. <laughs> you know, like they're are close. Taylor to it. Swift is now apparently. Yeah. Dude, like Katy Perry to me, like you know her big songs, like those probably for like you know from 2005 to 2015, she might be like the biggest artist, the most you know singles that you heard all the time everywhere, right? And then you just haven't really heard from her in the last five years. Why not sell everything for a couple hundred million dollars? Yeah, I mean, if two hundred twenty-five million, bro, it is a crazy amount of money. But I bet you she could probably have made more. By the time I retire, that's going to be worth like a hundred dollars. <laughs> what? With inflation, <laughs> it was just a joke. I think it goes in the other way. No, I mean like. No. Never mind. Top no, ten. You, Matt, top ten. <laughs> oh, real quick, just another news, quick news article, just to mention, really fast before the top ten. Um, the singer from Buck Tick passed away. So what? condolences to his uh, uh, family and everything. He uh, passed away at the age of 57. So very sad. Um, what the heck happened? So, so cherished uh, vo- um, vocalist of the beloved rock band Bucktick at the age of 57. He left us tragically due to brainstem hemorrhage on October 19th, 
It's very sad. Mm. So best of wishes to his family. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, his management um, announced that they have plans for a public remembrance ceremony to take place at a later date. So I'm sure they'll get that information out to you guys. Yeah. Very sad. Um, and this has nothing to do with Japanese music, but I, since we're on topic, R.I.P. Matthew Perry, Chandler Bing. Yeah. He was that, around that, the same wait, age, too. Yeah, broke dude, my heart yesterday. Nuts, man. Wait, what the fuck? Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, he died yesterday. Like from what he had a heart attack in his jacuzzi and drowned oh Oof. fuck oh, i know he had dark. a he had a pretty rough rough time there after friends or during friends too but he's one of the funniest people i think i've ever i, I like i loved him man his humor was great uh i don't know if you've seen the whole nine yards or not but yeah he's so funny the whole nine yards is hilarious so funny he might be the person, Chandler Bing might be like the person that I tried in my teenage years to most sculpt my own personality around. I you know, like I was that. like, this is the guy that I want to be like, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, heartbreaking, man. Yeah, he, you're right. He had a, such a hard time after Friends, honestly, but it seemed like the last few years he was doing way better. And there were no drugs or alcohol found around his property. So it seems like this was just fucking nature. Yeah, I said a source told the Times that prescription medications were recovered at the home and hence the toxicology will be a part of the investigation, but they didn't find anything on the immediate scene. <clears throat> wow. That's crazy. Right? Young, I'm man. going on a friend's marathon right now, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, drugs have like even if you get clean and stuff, you don't know what it's gonna do to you long term down the line. It's always the scariest part. Alcohol too, man. Like you could stop yep. drinking alcohol and 10 years later, your liver will just give up. Yep. The damage to it's permanent. Well, RIP to these uh, legends out here. All right. Top 10. Top 10. Top 10. All right. We're coming in right at number 10 here. Hanabie up one to be, move into the top 10 with be the gal early summer version. Which I think, Hell yeah. I uh, was an interview there what was it they, they mentioned why they called it early summer version and i think just to make people wonder if there's a version two or like <laughs> a different version and they just didn't have one they just called it that to make people wonder if there's some other version out there i love that i always brilliant. wondered Which why it awesome. was called that <laughs> just okay. to fuck with people right. i love it <laughs> it is a very summary song All hey right. half yeah. the battle is just getting people to click so if you create a little mystery around it why not hell yeah what the hell was that good promotion <laughs> All right. Uh, down to is Queen B at number nine. Uh, Mephisto. Mephisto. Uh, yeah, sorry. Not doing this. Up two is East of Eden with Evolve extended version. Up two to number eight. Bandmade Shambles climbs up a little bit. One spot to number seven. That's good. I'd like to see that. Uh, Rad Wimps stays at number six with Di, Di, with Di Dan N featuring Zorn. So, Passcode stays at number five with the uh, Groundswell. So I think I really like. I think it. we have the wrong top ten. Huh? I think this is the wrong top ten. I have a completely different list. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. Oh, here, yeah. Yeah, here you go. Here's here's the right link, Ryan. My bad. I think that's the wrong one. I think might act, that might be my fault. <laughs> but that All was right. a fun that was a fun snippet about the interview though. That yeah, I did. That's yeah. really cool. 
That's still really cool. Here, I, I get I can start it off already while you pull it. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Gotcha. Uh, you got it. In at number 10, up three spots is Sendai <laughs> Komatsu <laughs> with Ijinakai. Nike Naika, sorry. Ijinaika. Uh, I'm not familiar with this group. Are you guys? I'm not familiar with this group. It's a Japanese rock band formed in September 2001 as a comedic side project of the visual K band Nightmare. Oh, okay. Consists entirely the same members using aliases with the addition of a programmer. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right on. The picture looks interesting. <laughs> it does look interesting. Uh, so Sendai Komotsu. Uh, bandmate is down to to number nine. Well, that sucks. Where is <laughs> Just... the picture? On the oh. top ten. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, they went down to still in the top ten though. Uh, so that's good. <laughs> hey Smith is a new entry and they come in at number eight. Wow. This oh, is our Patreon song to them. Hey, hey, hey. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, we did uh, we just did a video. We all reacted to that uh before the show. That's why I chose it, because it came yeah. out of nowhere and just broke into the top ten. Yeah, man, it's pretty crazy. So they're from Osaka and they formed in two thousand six. I didn't realize they were an older band. Damn. That's- Wow, same year. As uh, they got that 2006 it? vibes to them, though. I will say that. They do. Yeah. They do. I'm a fan from Osaka. Love Osaka. Jiruka uh, is up five to number seven with the song Venom. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Which Amazing Alan song. loves. <laughs> <laughs> song of the year. For some reason. Speaking of blasting you in the face and tearing it off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is this about earlier? Well, I don't wait. Wait, why do you not guys not like this? this no, we actually song. did like it. We were very confused as to why you didn't like the Pale Dusk song, but you loved this one. Yeah. That's what you wanted to say. It was you, you it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was two completely different songs. They're two completely different songs. Well, every song is a completely different song from the other <laughs> song that it's. I mean, well, well, that's why. There, you got you had the answer in you all along. <sighs> it was that simple. Number six, <laughs> tell me I still have Song Andromeda featuring Aina the End. Ooh. There you go. That Is looks that like the one? Okay. I want to check that out. Oh, yes. That was really cool. I love Aina the End. Dude, speaking of which, I okay, never mind. We'll finish the top 10 first. Number five, Wagaki Band, <laughs> down one uh, with The Beast. They've been hanging around the They've top been five for a long served? time. Yep. Who's Who up here? Ave Mujica. Is up one to number four. Oh, they swapped. Yeah, huh. uh, it's an all-girl band in the Bang Dream franchise. Right on. Cool. Number three, uh, Maximum the Hormones stays at number three with Koino America. Hell yeah. Number two, Baby Metal stays at number two with Matali, which is a great wait. This description is hilarious for Maximum the Hormone after a multi-year break from releasing full-size content. That's hilarious. Great job, Sim. <laughs> 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 it's bite set. Nice. <laughs> Release that. date whenever they feel like announcing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Right on. Okay, so who's at number one? One okay rock is at number one still. <sighs> we should take that now. off the list. Does that even count? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> it's barely rock. <laughs> But they're called one, but rock is one o'clock name. rock, man. Should be called one okay pop. One okay pop is a better name, I think. It's like a one o'clock, right? Then one okay pop. One okay pop rock. 
man. One okay, generic pop rock. Talking shit about the legends, dude. This is unbelievable. I don't listen to them though. Right on, Slim so Top Ten. I vote for a Ryan Muir review of One OK Rock album. An album? <laughs> a yeah. full album. I want, I want to see a stream with you just reacting to that. Just I'll be listening to every song all, all the way through are very slim. That'd be that fun. Is, That's intriguing. How about the first uh, three seconds of every song? I don't know what the rest of it was. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have somebody get all shitty with me. Well, not all shitty, but like all snippy in the comments. That's that's rude because I skipped ahead in the song. I listened to like a minute and a half. I'm like, I know this is what it's going to be for the rest of the time. Then I skipped where I thought the bridge might be right on the bridge. And they're like, that's so disrespectful. It's like, dude, you can watch me be bored for the next minute and a half or I can just skip to the fucking end of it and we can move on. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm, I'll just be the guy. I, everybody should check out their music video. You've already Cry been being out. the guy. Cry out. Check that song out. Check out Ooh. that music video. One okay, rock. Yeah, heartfelt, very well made. It's it's worth checking out. They got some. They got some Ch- good Champ personality. Has been... <laughs> he has a good personality. Champ has been all about being that guy this entire podcast. Yeah, that's all. He, that's all he does. <laughs> I just saw, I just gave a little credit to a band at our first spot, and uh, while y'all shit on it, maybe you're all those guys, and I'm the one that's being nice right now. <laughs> all right, guys. Anything else? I'll check it out, Champ. Patreon.com slash guys and guys. If you want some group reactions like today, we checked out that. Uh, what were they called? Hey, Smith, Smith, Smith. Hey, say my name. You go to our TikTok. You can go to our Instagram. You can go to our Twitter. You can go to any of our individual YouTube channels if you want more content from us. But you can also support us by going to guys and guys signing up for a newsletter. Check out our merch, all kinds of stuff. Wherever you got a guys. savings, dump it in the super. Thanks. We'd appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah entire savings <laughs> jump into super things Wait, it doesn't even have to be all of it you know did we ever uh, shout out that super chat uh no we did I not lost it. <clears throat> i uh i told andrew to highlight it and we it didn't pop up oh there it is <laughs> <clears throat> i didn't know there it is like jim morrison thank you aka steve steve yeah. He says bandmade songs sound great mashed up live, and I love that they always use the same equipment for years. Thanks, mm-hmm. thanks, Jim, for the super chat. Thank you, Jim. Hell yeah. I think we're done. Think all, we're right, done. all right. Done Talk to you all later. Peace. See you, everybody. Have a nice week. Bye-bye. See you next Sunday. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs>